Hello, everybody, and before we get into this week's podcast, let me once again thank the Second Print Comics Podcast for being the official sponsor of tonight's show. And as a special deal, I have Luke Hollywood with me here to talk about things going in because coming up on the Second Print Comics Podcast, they are going to be talking about 1602, the Marvel Neil Gaiman story. And I just wanted to know, have you ever read that, Luke? No, I have not. You have not read that. Well, that is good because on Wednesday, all you have to do is search out Second Print Comics Podcast on anywhere that you listen to the podcast, and you'll be able to listen to the show that I can say right now is a certified banger. It really is. And why do I know? Because I am on their Patreon. I'm actually part of their Patreon and have listened to it early access. And I will be here to tell you that it is a really good show. And it's funny because I ended up out of nowhere about two weeks ago, almost reading. And I read some of it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is pretty cool. I'd always heard about it. And I always kind of got that vibe of like a Kingdom Come type deal. Oh, the Elseworlds style? Yeah, like an Elseworlds type deal when I wasn't into comics. So I ended up always being intrigued by it. But if you go and listen to Mark and Remzo, who are, as you know, certified gems, gems, you'll end up really, really getting intrigued and really wanting to go and read it yourself. Mm -hmm. So I do suggest you end up doing that. And I'm going to quiz you because I think I'm going to have you back next week, Luke, (laughs) and I'm going to make sure I'm going to ask you certain things. You're going to have to end up answering correct I or you're not, out. I did you not are pass out. the test. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, we'll see. If you don't pass the test, you're out. Uh-oh. But everybody, I know everybody else will be in. Because like I said, go and search Second Print Comics Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and listen to the podcast every Wednesday when they drop. Also go to at Second Print Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Something that is very smart. They, they were real smart that they ended up doing that. That they both have the same attitude. I should have done that. They see, they're smarter than me. I'm not a handsome man. I'm not a smart man. Oh, but geez. go follow them there on Twitter and Instagram. Then go to their website at secondprintcomics.com. And then, like me, go to their Patreon. And it's well worth it. A lot of varied shows. A lot of stuff with comics. Also, TV stuff oh. all wrapped up into one. That's at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. And so, yes, thank you. Certified Gems. Mark and Remzo Ding. for doing the deal. And now we're off to our show. And welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm one of the slowest men alive, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 410. Quakertown Comic, Eric, is what they call me, right? There you go. And hey, everybody. Yeah, we're at episode 410 here. It is legacy number 3,252. And so when we get into this, I think Positive Jimmy. I don't know. I think he might show up tonight, Eric. I've been waiting for him to show up for a while. Oh, my goodness. he He's here for the party. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. does he have to love everything positive, Jimmy? Or can yeah, he... yes. We keep trying to send invitations so he'll show up to the party, but I think he moves around a lot. He does move around a lot, unlike me. Right like here in the basement. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm on the rails. Oh, my goodness. Is it the third rail that you want me to ride, Eric? That yes. is not good. Ride the lightning. <laughs> that is not good. Hey, everybody. We're here. We're going to have a bunch of books tonight. we got some mail, some news, 
all of that all rolled up in a bunch of nonsense, which we do skew and review, you said. I think I I'm more of a, a reviewer than a skewer. Uh, yeah, but I think that you're say. also there with an edumacated deal. You're one of those entertainers who also educate. I like to call that edumatainment. Eric, so we're here, and we're going to get through all this stuff. Edutainment? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You end up where we had a bunch of things going down the last couple of weeks where people were claiming we're haters. I, I don't see that, Eric, and I wanted to just bring it up real quick. Oh, God, the idea that here. If you end up having people... You know, show up. And we were actually kind of afraid that people would show up with the hate in their hearts, Eric. And I think that if they did, they would be a little bit disappointed. But our podcast should have one of them care bear stares. You know, they got that there. And I, I just want to mention, though, because we try to be honest, we do get frustrated with the books. And I think that that's kind of the key. I think a lot of people get frustrated at times. We're just here to talk about it. I just wanted to mention it again because somebody right before we started this afternoon, Ended up sending me another note that we were haters. Oh, no. I'm like, whatever. Whatever Why? there. I, I love it. The idea like the, he, a hater wants to hate the hater of the hate. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying here, but, but shove off is what I'm saying, Eric. But if you want to get off. involved with Pirate us, here. I'm telling you, arr, shove off me, mateys. We end up, do you like the little mateys? That's one of those generic cereals. It's like one of those I, generic oh, cereals. Not, I don't eat generic cereals. And I believe <laughs> I believe it's like a uh, Lucky Charms type of deal, the Little Mateys. I, I don't I think like it. It's called something else because you have told me about it in the past, but I don't remember the name called the Little Mateys. I don't know why. I, like Marshmallow Mateys? Little, maybe it is Marshmallow Mateys. Little Mateys. Oh, I'm going to go make that imagine cereal. all your kids are lined up in sailor suits. They're like, look at my Little Mateys. Arr, give me that milk or you won't plank. Remember when we ended up where we first started talking with each other way back when, when, when the love affair started. And one of the things that we did talk about was making a company. This was just kind of goofy, but we were going to make that like small batch, uh, cereal company where we're going to make all these things. It was going to be so cool. We're going to bring back all of those, like the turtle cereal and stuff, but we couldn't call it that. I would have called that little maidens. I would have called that every cereal is called little maidens. You just have to figure it out for yourself, Eric. And, and the, the thing is, all the stuff that I want to have go, like, come back is actually just, you know, nostalgic garbage of media, while the cereals themselves, for the most part, tasted like garbage. Yeah, they, yeah, a lot of them did. A lot of them were, we said, and we had that like, cereal I podcast. I ate the turtle cereal all the time because I love the Ninja Turtles, and I want to stay on brand for stuff that I love. It was bad. It tasted so bad to me. You are kind of a shill for the things I you am. like. You are. You love, the, like, it, it, it's crappy cereal, but you'll eat it because it says turtles. It don't look like no turtles. What what were the marshmallows in there? Oh, actually, I think the turtle, I think the turtle cereal and the Spider Man cereal was the exact same thing. Oh, really? I I thought that maybe it'd be like kicks, and they'd say, like "Oh, checks. those are pizzas," is what they say. They're round. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Pizza? Do you ever see a pizza? Ah, but here we are. If you want to, you know, get a hold of us, go see what we're up to. You can go over to the Twitters, and you can follow us at Weird Science DC, and maybe send me a note of how much we're haters like that guy. Also, you can go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, go to our Instagram, Weird Science Comic, and then go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience to help us out for everything we do here, including, I'll mention the TGIF, thank God, it's Friday podcast that is on every Friday. Go bananas. We end up there where we talked about the recent, <laughs> the recent issues of Flash and, and Wonder Woman. You're, you're messing me up here. We Sorry, ended up talking about the... War for Earth 3, Part 3, which was yes. the Flash book, and then also the Trial Flash of the Amazon, Part 
3, which was also Wonder that Woman one. 785. Yeah, and we ended up having some fun with that. We were talking about the idea that I would love to eat mashed potatoes like their ice cream and things like that, Eric. I ended up thinking, what did we talk about? Because I wanted to grab some clips or something from it. I'm like, I have no idea. After we we're done, it's comics. like right out there, one ear out the other, Eric. But yeah, all those will be in the show notes as well. And the big thing about the Patreon is the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. That's the highest levels of the Patreon each week. They get to pick two books from the bunch of books that come out from DC that week. And those are the ones that we feature on our Patreon only show. Spotlight. The spotlight show that we have every Thursday night. And this it's past bananas. week. It, it is bananas. It's not really. That, that's the spotlight. And when you have the spotlight, you can't have ice cream. So you're going to have to have the mashed potatoes, right? And then Obviously. I'm eating them there with the gravies. You ended up, we talked about Titans United, number seven, and Batman Superman World's Finest, number one. Now, a premiere and a finale. If you are on the Patreon, Eric wants to let you know that he does realize that was Dick Grayson, Robin, through and through. Oh, I was talking to Zach on the Slack about how somebody confirmed with Mark Wade how that was, you know, Dick Grayson through and through throughout the flashbacks, the main flash, actually, I want to say the main time frame, which is also a flashback, the flashback to that flashback, it's all Dick Grayson, even though his later on costume in the main story looks a lot like Tim Drake's, but redefined. And you even said that's when guys jump on a book or gals they jump on a book sometimes they do want to do their own version of costumes and sometimes with the robins it does get a little wonky well, i was in the slack in the boys toy section putting oh, up dick grayson's dick grayson's <laughs> new 52 redesign which looked a lot like tim drake's i jumped into the boys toys the other day just to make sure nobody's talking crap on me eric i, I didn't join it i didn't even know that you could go in and and peer in and like look without joining. I did that and then I Boy, failed. I almost joined again to yell at all and then go out, but I did not. Are you busy at your black black pink section? It's well, fine. I did. Nobody's in the blank pink channel but me. I'm sitting there talking to myself. I'm like, hey, everybody, who's your bias? And then I answer myself. I figured though the boys' choice. I'm already bringing all the other channels down enough with my nonsense. I'd let you guys uh, be there by yourself with the boys' choice. But all of this we're talking about is part of the Patreon as well, because we have a Slack chat channel that we end up going to, and everybody on the Patreon can get involved in that. We have a lot of fun talking to everyone, and then you can get name drops like Zach just did from you. Oh, my God, it's so precious, Eric. But here, we're going to go and <laughs> precious. We're going to end up now giving the roll call for them there. Badass is there. All right. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to go with it, Eric. I, I know what you're expecting. Cool. What you want, right? Yeah. Ted Probes, I Love Punchline, Michael S, Forrest Pauly, Cam, Joseph Watchsick, Matt Razor, Demon 3000, Lady Abby, and Lord Andy, Matches Balone, Niels Tewart. Do you hear how calm I David Fink, Joey Barcasco, Stephen Baum, Jason C, that's 242 to you and me. Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Room, Rock Gay, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Algin Stosia, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, No Wolf Marv. I, I still, it just no doesn't Wolf look Marv, right. No, no Wolf Marv. It makes me laugh for some reason. Luke Hollywood, he's probably drunk right now or asleep or both. Simon, Luis. He's called Passed Out. Manship, that's time travel. Manship will be uh, heard from later in the mail with one of his classes. Andrew in Belfast, he's excited about the Han Solo Chewbacca comic, he told me earlier. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Million, my man from NYC. That man beyond Mark, no, I actually told him it was good. 
uh, our man Rob Lewis, Steve Miro, that's Brandy Murray up there, up in the Buffalo area. He ain't going for no wings made of cauliflower and double A Ron there in Minnesota. So there, and shout out to the all time great Reggie. So yeah, Reggie, uh -uh. we end up with all of that all wrapped up. We're going to get on to the books because we have a bunch of these. As I said, we also have some news, a little bit of mail. You'll hear from Manship. He's wacky. But yeah, we'll get to the books right now. Tower for the crazies The lunatics have taken over, but Eric, not for long. Batman's in town. That but Batman... only one more time that we get to play that song before it's all said and done, unless we have an epilogue that I'm not aware of. I know, Eric. I, I, I ended up, when I was loading it up, I thought, what's next? I mean, what are we going to do? I guess we're going to go back to the Magistrate City. It's what we'll have to do. I have to go back in to Magistrate City. In my mind, I don't know. Maybe something There's with the stuff next going deal. on. The Some next crisis? Well, the next deal is a Riddler story that we're going to have in Detective Comics. Maybe it'll just be the Riddlers taking over. I'll just change up one word or so. We'll be on. We'll keep it there because what we'll do. <laughs> Uh, we won't. We'll we'll figure out how we're gonna do that. But I I do sit there when I listen to it now. I do have a smile. My like, Eric likes this. That's song. a great song. <laughs> I'm sitting here doing a little bebop and moving my freaking shoulders left and right, just waiting to hit the, the mute button. It, is it almost like the Adams Family dance to the you know you're doing it like the old uh, no. you know uh, MC Hammer deal? No, no I'm it's not, doing not it. that. It's uh, just like a slow shoulder move where my forearms go in and out because I'm an uncoordinated white guy. You just go in there, you're like hanging in the corner at the rave, doing your dances and stuff. Well, anybody uh, at the rave? Well, I don't know. Probably you're for just the there. drugs. Pro- well, not probably. I, I know we are too. And this is a Batman section, and it is. I mean, it wasn't at first. Because Detective Comics was, and it was being applauded for, the idea that it was more of a Bat family story. Well, Batman shows up last issue at the end, and you kind of were, and I was worried, the idea that he's just going to overtake this. It's going to end with just Batman being Batman, and it kind of does. I mean, it you does. end up it having. immediately does. Yeah, you end up having the Bat family, you know, they're chipping in and stuff like that, but really, he has shown up. This is pretty much. You know, Tom Brady coming back out of retirement to get back on the Bucks to win another Super Bowl. He Did you shows care up. about the party crashes and what they might do to our heroes or even what the, the Penguins men were going to do? It don't matter because Batman's here and they're dispatched in one page. Yeah, and it, it's a shame. And it's a shame because you have liked this. A lot of people have liked it. A lot of people continue to. So I'm not saying that's the shame. The shame is, is that 
I just wanted to get on board with this, even if it's at the end, to see that maybe I was wrong. You actually accused me. You you called me out, Eric, and yeah. said that maybe I was I heard just all the being. Things yeah, maybe saying. you said I was just being too narrow-minded. That everything else that Mariko Tamaki has done. I think I said you had a vendetta. Well, you did, and it, it's the idea that I kept saying she has to prove to me. Yeah, it is. She has to prove to me that she's not going to leave things behind or rush to an ending or change some things before I wouldn't end up being upset. And I wish that happened. I really did. But at the end of this, we have this. This is the penultimate issue that we're getting into. But we have one more deal. And I just it's happened again in my mind. This seems to be a event, a weekly book for 12 weeks that I'm not going to say that people or you didn't have fun because you said at one point you were having some fun with some action or whatnot, but overall story this is really falling flat and in I'm my mind. I'm still waiting for that 12th and final issue of this series because it feels like it was alluded to a little bit here, probably not, but mm. evulsion mouth monsters could still be a thing. I actually thought that what was alluded here was it was nothing, <laughs> and it ended up, I'm like, oh, here <laughs> we go again. To I something. need to have the ding every time some nonsense <laughs> shows up, uh, but we'll get into this. I'll give you the credits here. It is Detective Comics number 1057, written by Mariko Tamaki, with our by M&K Napolon, Jordi Belair, and Ariana Mayer. And then there is the House of Gotham backup. The boy. That's written by Matthew Rosenberg. The man. The uh, man. By Fernando Blanco, Jordi Belair, and Rob Lee. So we go into this, and there is something at the beginning that made me laugh. A couple things did. You end up having a real quick like, oh, my God, it's going to end. So we do have to end some things that we wanted more of and bigger things. So if they're mentioned, it almost makes it feel like, oh, man, like you didn't do it. But at least you mentioned the idea where Penguin says, oh, that where he ended up owing me all this stuff. But if we can get the drugs, Let's that get them will drugs. make up for it. So he's going to send. To agree it does, though, because it seems like the entire Arkham Tower has been on lockdown since the, the lunatics have taken over the asylum. And what we have here is the big old, you know, Bane looking goons with the penguin ski mask going in with their. They're electric Tommy guns. I don't know how that works. But the idea is they all seem to get in there. No problem. How Batman are they getting trying to figure in? Out a, I'm saying through the fucking front door. I don't even know. It doesn't make sense. They I just would show love to there. have it. It's the Mr. Burns going through the idea where they go through all these things to get to the control panel. And there's an open screen door right to their it. Batman suits or long fancy coats or penguin ski mask and the fedora hats going in there with their electric Tommy guns. I just want everybody yet to think back. At one point, I legitimately said that I do think. That the penguin goons probably will arrive. And I said to you, when they do, it's going to be wonky. They can't get through the front door. This place is surrounded so I by them to be already in there and all that. So it doesn't make sense, especially in the same section of the book where Batman is desperately trying to find any way to get in. And they just get in. But overall, it didn't matter. It nope. didn't matter that they Bat get Man's in. Here, bitches. Also, just everybody's gathered around. I could just imagine seeing these goons just walk to, excuse me, sir, uh, you know, pardon me, I'm going to go in the front door. It's also on complete lockdown. Whatever. It doesn't make sense, but it doesn't really matter in the long run. It's so funny, too, when you see the penguin goons in this classic kind of style that you might have seen in different things before. Like, I always think of the Batman 66 with these ski masks, but I don't think that's actually the case. But whenever I see them, I immediately think of Bane because it looks like the way Bane looked like in Batman, the animated series with his nose cut out and stuff like that. So it sticks out. So it's such a weird situation because I know the penguin goons. I you thought it was Bane the Bangleidos. I'm telling you, the Bane shows up like the idea where he shows up in different things, like coming off a plane, getting to Gotham. He's got like a long like trench coat on. He's got a fedora hat, but he's still wearing the Bane mask. And these guys look exactly like that. The Bane always messes with my brain. I just like the idea. At one point, they were going around looking at lampposts and, and you know garbage cans, seeing if things are they suspicious. Gotta, 
there could be mouth monsters. In well, there. they're going to go in there. And again, and there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to talk about in this issue that, yeah, maybe there's a chance that some of these things will tie up better in the final issue. We'll see. But the idea of the drugs and things like that, that kind no, of just kind of got pushed done. aside. I know, but I don't. Somebody's going to be out there saying, well, Look, we have one more Party issue, Crash right? is done, Penguin Goons, all the stuff that I cared about on the side that Tobias Ware was dealing with, it's all over now. The idea that, uh, you know, here. Tobias Ware had these drugs and this was the, you know, craziest drug. All I have left is the idea of the Mouth Monster and Huntress's psychic connection to Mouth Monster events. Yeah. Well, one of the, things that, did, one of the things that did make me laugh is they're running down where Oracle going through the list of people who have been taken down siphons down you know and then mentions mr meager is down i'm the like meager mr meager man like well, we never did anything with that I me and you both forgot man. completely about him he was in the annual he was in a uh, detective comics annual that it never really stuck give it a few more issues i can forget about nero 19 as well yeah really i mean if really so batman wants to know the fastest way in they say just off deal Hey, Nightwing is recovering somewhere else. We're not going to see him. It's going to be 24 hours to get that spear toxin out of the system, so he's done for now. So Batman, he's scaling the building. He ends up the tower, and he ends up going through the crashed window, the broken window that uh, Nightwing got thrown out. So he goes in, immediately takes out the party. I mean, they're done. The party crashes right. are done in a way that really felt like... Which really... makes sense, because Batman's here, and these are the party crashers. Now, one thing... Now we're saying this. She, Mariko Tamaki, is at least giving us a capable Batman. It, it shows that the Bat family are a bunch of nonsense. He oh, ends no, up just destroying them. Too, because even when you have Stephanie Brown and Robin trying to get hostages out of the building and they're met with the Penguin goons, somehow Stephanie is immediately shot by, like I said, an electric Tommy gun. I don't know why this is like this Tommy gun. It's a physical Tommy gun. You go look at it. It is shooting electricity out of it and hits Steph immediately. So the thing is like, Everybody is just doing a bad job, it seems like, and we just have to have Batman to make sure that everything can be taken care of, because even when, you know, Robin and Stephanie Brown are taking care of him, you still need Batwoman to show up as backup. Yeah, and it, it's a shame, because you end up having Batman just come in. Even Harley Quinn is more capable than the rest of us, seems like. She actually is, very much so. So, Batman is going through, he's knocking everyone out, and you have a couple little loose threads. Well, you end up where nobody would be able to figure out where Psycho Pirate is. The idea that Psycho Pirate is with Koyuki, who is in a the, medical closet. And and is Mayor Nakano's wife. So they're yes. there. The only way they can find is all of a sudden Huntress says she has a vision. And this feels weird. What is it, Huntress? It looks like you're remembering something. So escape from which mountain up in here. So it is. And so she says, I'm still at the ten floors up. It's not eyes. I think I'm seeing what Anna Volshin is seeing, a vision. She's not Wait, saying she's here. She's about to do violence. She's not saying, oh, my God, I'm getting these same things. It almost feels like Mariko Tamaki wants this to be something new that then they could just wipe off the board. Like, this is like an after effect. But all it is, again, is another. It's just the idea of. They need to find out where they are. I have a vision. Well, the same oh thing my that god! We had before, when she started having the visions, that's when Batman was affected. I know where Batman is. Everything's a trope. Everything's the way to get out of these things, the easy way. And Batman is the biggest one. The he's just going way. and then punching things. Yeah. So you end up where Psycho Pirate, he's bleeding out. You end up having all this going down where you have the big thing, Scarecrow now. Scarecrow is now going to use the Medusa mask to use his fear to it, like induce fear into everybody in Gotham. This is his, his, uh, his ultimate fear state, I guess, because he ha <laughs> that's the worst part about this whole thing, because 
thinking about the electric Tommy guns, the penguins, goons have, okay, they came in with all these things. But when you have the scarecrow who is in here in full, like, you know, fear state regalia, but has, you know, a grenade launcher that shoots out fear gas toxin, like canisters, but also has the fear toxin needle fingers. And then all these other like, why is this all here? And even when you have Batman and the rest of the Bat family confront Jonathan Crane, who, with the, who has the Medusa mask in his hand, he wants to go and use this. They're just standing there, just like, like you know, posing off in front of him, and to to the point where they allow, he allow, they allow him to fear gas. I'm like, why is everybody shitty in this? I, comic? I don't know. And also, we know the, the scarecrow's not going to use the mask because it's not going to fit. Punch Eric. him in the face. Just punch him in the face. It's Jonathan Crane. Just to lay him out. I like he has that big like gas mask looking thing. He's not going to be able to put the, the Medusa mask over that. Honestly, I was waiting to see how that was going to work the whole time. Like, are you going to take the ma- the mask off to put the other mask on? What are you going to do, Jonathan? So you end up having you know Harley there. Harley is getting attacked by some party crashers. They actually these are the ones Shoot that avoid fear it. Fear gas toxin. In. Shoot the fear gas toxin. Oh no, what's going to happen? Harley at one point hits one like a bit. That's kind of cool. All that she's talking trash. Lady Clayface out of nowhere. Harley Quinn. Let's just say she is a part of the bad family here. She's doing bad family things. Even when I want to say that she is more capable than the rest, she even has to be saved by Lady Clayface to the point where she says, I didn't know you were here. Yeah, so that was what happened last issue with Harley saying, oh, I didn't know Harley was here. She saves everyone. Now here, she has to be saved by Lady Clayface that was undercover. We just, we just undercover. need reform villains to come out and save the day in Gotham for now because they're way more capable. I didn't even get what was happening here until she said that, that she's enveloping the gas inside of her yeah. and then running off and then gone she's a balloon she's gone with that i want to think she'll show up in the next issue and just smack somebody like scarecrow in the face with his own fear toxin i don't even i don't even know i don't know what's going to go on and and remember all this stuff we will have some you know comeuppance next issue if it's where oh my god that was worked out but if it didn't this is going to be nonsense because then batman just off panel is taking down the you know the goons from penguin the penguin guys there they're just laying there now and now batman has to figure out what's going on Anna Volsian, after all of this, gets some character work out of nowhere where basically is talking to a bleeding out psycho pirate and the Kano's wife of, you know what? Men tried to control me and they slashed me. And then I slashed myself. And then I realized I did want to slash myself. So I slashed them. another way that they were controlling me with my own thoughts about how I can control myself. So now I slash other people who try to control me like you, Roger Hayden. And and boom. So you have that. But that's where then Huntress shows up again. Everybody knows it's Huntress again. And all these things going on. But the Psycho Pirate, the Medusa Mask, it's getting knocked all around. It, It almost is like the vial of antidote in the Temple of Doom at the beginning at one point. It's just going all around. But you do end up having... The scarecrow grab it. And like you said there, when you go and you're going against the scarecrow, who you already took down in Fear State, you know, Miracle Molly might have done a lot of the work, but yeah. here you go, and it's pose off time. I mean, everybody's posing. He is arm's length away from, like, Batman the Scarecrow. Punch him in his stupid (laughs) face. And he's just there with the... He's a skinny little straw man. Take him out, Batman. And he has the Medusa mask in his hand. You cannot mess around now. Yeah, you have to take him down. They just allow him to wax poetic and then then gas people. Fear. And then you end up having Nakano's wife, like, come on, uh, Roger, you can do it. You can do it without the mask. Come on, you feel confusion. He yells, I'm like, what? I like the idea because Roger does have powers outside the mask, but the mask is really the power source that allows him to have complete control. And he is like, you know, he has lost a lot of blood. He's been awake for how long now? So he, his control over his own power is not great. Just the fact with the Scarecrow, though, 
without us getting to see how he puts the mask on, takes off the gas mask, puts the Medusa mask on, and there's Roger Hayden. You feel confusion. And the thing is, I think he's not even the idea that he feels confusion. No. He's heard somebody behind him. He heard him What's talk. that now? To Cassie Kane showed up and kicked him in the face. That's all it was. He ended up, the confusion was, what? what? Are what? you? Crick? <laughs> he might as well have said your shoes are untied. And then Cassie finally ends up being Look capable at this and, panel, and kicks him. The thing is, I want to say because of how we saw it, that he had taken the other mask. He somehow just put it over top of his gas mask. That's what it seemed to do. What happened with that big scene? He looks like Long Snoot in Star Wars here. And all of a sudden, he has a mask over. And yeah, it gets kicked. And so you end up where everybody's going. All of a sudden now there's more of the penguin goons that we knew of. They're shooting rat-a-tat-tat. Everybody's yelling and screaming. What about the electric guns we have? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They end up where, again, like the violin, the uh, Temple of Doom, the mask is being kicked around. Everybody's trying to get it. And Batman starts choking out the scarecrow. And then you end up. Day 67. So, again, this is something that me and you debated. This really does show you that this stupid tower is going to keep going. They're yep. just going to repair something. That's not bad. It's just well, this is why Gotham is the there. worst. Now, look, we can all be like, we can all be reassured in the fact that, you know, Tobias Ware and Psycho Pirate Out, we can put the, the tower back. We have a bona fide doctor here now. His name's Dr. Hugo Strange. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really? Oh Please God. don't do that. Uh, you, you have all this going on. And again, the big play was Arkham Tower is not working because the, you know, the grift of Toby Ware yeah. and the Psycho Pirate. I don't know. He wasn't around in all the Arkham nonsense before that. This just doesn't work. Get it out of town. Dr. Arkham, though. Get it out of town. Well, that is true. Uh, But they never seem to really care when they're looking through resumes. It's the person in in charge of the situation. I don't know that for certain. I want to think that going forward. And I want to think for the most part until something terrible happens to her because she's living in Gotham, she'll be on the up and up. She'll be on the up and up. Till one bad day. This doesn't mean that now all the costume crazies of Gotham are now going to be cured. It doesn't work. It really doesn't. They'll get the help they need, Jim. Well, they may. Or is it the need that they help? I don't know, Eric. I I don't don't know what I'm saying. Kuyuki there is talking about, well, you know, I I ended up grabbing that and I was a little scared. Like the, The idea of getting a little bit of an inkling because it is her that grabs the mask. And she ends up saying, She's ready to face I'm fear. ready to face my fear no more, she says. And then uh, the, out of nowhere. And then out of nowhere, dot, 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 mutants. got <laughs> <laughs> to say, all the mutants are done now. Oh, my goodness gracious. Thank God. But no it ends more metas. It ends up, you know, okay, that's the end of the issue. There's no more what they were doing. So she just pretty much uses the Medusa mask to stop the fighting that everybody's doing right now. And as we saw before this, she is fine in the long run. Arkham Tower is still there because she's having therapy sessions with Dr. Mer- Chase Meridian. Yeah, so how does this end? What does it mean? What's going to go forward? I don't know. I, I did see, I think it was Screen Rant. They're reporting there's a new psycho pirate in town. I doubt it. Uh, all of this, though. Going down, this was a quick read. It was one of the oh, quicker yeah. ones of this whole Tower uh, book or series. Uh, again, though, you're really fudging some things at the end. And really, the big thing is Batman showing up and just punching everyone. And then it's over. Solved so, the problem instantaneously. Yeah, it kind of is the idea. Well, maybe there like, wasn't much of a story here. If we had matches here. Malone in here the entire time, it would have been stopped before it got started. I was waiting for just out of the woodwork. Everybody's like, oh, you thought I was, it's me. And then Anna Volsh somebody different. And oh, I was undercover. And 
I mean, Turns Lady Clayface all along. Lady Clayface has to just show up to save the day. The thing it's, is, I do believe we saw her for one panel walking down a hallway weeks ago, and I can't remember her doing anything else besides her walking down a hallway. And I said, "Hey, look, Lady Clayface!" Because of all that stuff that went down, and she ended up escaping a day, and you know, was tied into that whole Bruce That's Wayne right. murder thing. Sewer. Yeah, she was in the sewers, and then went to a to a duffel bag. Remember, though, at that point, she could not be transformed into only uh, Worth's daughter. Sarah Worth was the only one. And she could transform into now she could just do whatever she's fine jim she got over it thank you arkham yes. tower you <laughs> saved her <laughs> thank you miracle cure uh but by the end yeah i was a little disappointed with this but it was a quick read well, it's just a, like you said it's a quick read but everything just comes down to the idea of batman's here and he can save the day so we can move past all of this just for koyuki to come out of nowhere put the medusa mask on and say no more the whole idea of the threat of the scarecrow if you would have built it up where Scarecrow Fawning wants to like somehow knows about the Medusa mask, wants to use the Medusa mask, and because of this, I don't even think he got a chance to use it now with Koyoki because how Roger Hayden's mind is splintered from it and knows he's like, you know, about the multiverse, the hit the comic book angle of things, does it actually splinter her mind where she has become, you know, of like aware of how things That'd be actually cool. are. That'd be kind of a cool thing. She actually is aware now that her husband's the worst mayor that Gotham's ever seen and, and she never should never be reelected. Uh, what I said, though, throughout all this, and I, just to bring it up, because it does seem like most of the story is done, you end up where you, you showed right away that Toby Ware was going to get killed. Oh, my God, yeah. we saw him get thrown out. And I said that was a weird play because you want to see the twist getting to that. And then I thought, okay, and we mentioned this on the podcast, okay, the twist actually was that we're going to continue after that. What is the big twist? And it seems like the only big twist was, hey, everybody, Scarecrow. And then and that Batman. just falls apart. And Batman coming back. Like, that isn't a twist. That isn't something that felt like you needed to have all of this. This actually ends up, because of the way Batman shows up, in my mind, this was just treading water until Batman showed up again. And now he's back like in most Gotham. things can DC go Comics. Forward. Yeah, and that's, that's a shame. The next deal we're going to have is a Riddler story with Batman. Maybe that'll be a little better, but this doesn't seem like it was enough story. Like a messed up Riddler? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what Mariko Tamaki plays with. Uh, but you, with all of this, probably not the action figures like you do, Eric. But you end up like, was this necessary to have every week to go through this? And I don't know. We'll see if it, if it ties up I think it was fun for the, the most part. But one of the worst things about this overall in my mind were things are not coming together like I want them to. That's a little bit disappointing. But the first, worst thing in my mind that we had was that first issue. That showed you what was going to happen right away and jumping throughout that time frame because you didn't leave anything to the imagination or for surprise sake for when you actually get to that point in your story. So you took the wind out of your sails before you even got set sailing. Yeah, I know. And then again, I don't want to keep going on and on about money or whatever, but this is a $60 story. I don't think we got $60 out of it. We still have one issue, so I won't even go into that just yet. But we have the backup then. The Boy, The House of Gotham. And this one threw me off a little at the beginning. Because I just now he's the man. Yeah, now he's the man. And also just the idea that, you know, we've been going through this progression of the timeline and whatnot. And then this just I don't know, it just seemed to hit me like, oh, my God, where what's going on here? What's happening? I had trouble following this. this back Yeah, I, I had a bit of trouble, especially at the beginning, trying to figure out what's going on. Well, the weird part is you set up the whole idea where the Joker has been lured to my gun. I mean, uh, Martha Wayne's home for boys that's burned down at this point in time. And he's like, huh, what's this all about? And then you jump to a situation where somebody who works for the power and electricity and gas company, they went into this, this place, this restricted area with the Joker. They took something. They tagged this. Batman's all in the case. He finds this guy. And the idea is that the boy, or actually, no, uh, Jason Todd says the person you're looking for now in his Red Hood persona 
son, this guy went to Mod Gun School for Boys with me. He was up to no good before. He's working for the Penguin. I'm guessing, like, is this Elliot or is this some other kid? Yeah, I'm I didn't not know. Sure I, I didn't know either. But he's harboring what Batman thinks is the Joker when it just seems to be the boy who's now the man who might be putting on a Joker persona after, I don't know, kidnapping the Joker to begin with, but also luring the Bat family down to his trap with this whole, like, you know, cornucopia of Arkham inmates. Yeah, it it ends up, it doesn't have a really good flow like some of the others went. And the way you go in, I was a little bit, like I was off balance for a bit of it until, yeah, Batman then used Jason Jason staking everything out. You know, there might be something more that Jason get involved with than coffee that Batman could throw shade at here. Why does Batman hate coffee? I don't know. He drinks a lot of tea with Alfred, so stop it. So he ends up where... And Jason's even like, really? You're upset at me drinking coffee, whatnot. But you end up even when they're describing it. Oh, I've been looking. This guy's wife, he's cheating on. She's cheating. I I just couldn't get the concept of what was going on. But then Batman decides he's going to break through the window because he don't use doors. Dickhead. (laughs) What a jerk. Here you are. You have a family eating breakfast, a wife, a husband, and a little girl. And you just smash through their kitchen window and threaten them in front of, like, you're just terrifying everybody here in, like, the beginning of the day. It's not even like a Batman nighttime vampire. They're like, it is breakfast time. And I'm like, what is wrong with you, Batman? I know you think the Joker's here, but what are you doing? He breaks in and starts yelling. Like, where is he? Where's the Joker? And the guy's like, what are you talking about? I don't know, whatever. And then Batman's like, oh, okay. And then walks out and says, you shouldn't have that plate on the table. I'm like, really, Batman? Why are you protecting the Joker? What does he have on you? The Joker, I'm not. And it's like, you really don't remember, do you, Batman? Just the idea that we're just moving on from there when you don't get anything. But like, you set a place for the Joker at your breakfast table. He might be in the bedroom, but like you don't go anywhere except no. the sewer. I like when he's going to leave and then he just slams him. You go down to the sewer. Because the idea we go down to the sewer because we realize going through the water and gas company that whoever was in there rerouted the water system. So we have now uh, what would be a flooded tunnel is now open, but you have four passageways. So you have the Bat family down there with Robin, Nightwing, and Red Hood. And I say Robin, but like Tim Drake, Robin. They're trying to find out what's going on, but as they go down, they realize there's a trap where they're all going down different tunnels. You have Killer Croc going after Red Hood, you have uh, Clayface going after Nightwing, and you have Scarecrow going after Tim Drake, which I would have to assume then the boy who possibly is the man now has led Batman to this trap that he finally, you know, confronts both the Batman and the Joker who ruined his life. Yeah, and it's weird. I don't remember him having too much of a connection with Scarecrow. Well, the Scarecrow loves him in the beginning. Well, I, that's what, you're right. I, I actually completely forgot about that it was Dr. Crane and then him at the beginning. So you do have the three rogues that ended up kind of loving him throughout. You end up having that. Bane was just there to tell him to, you know, grow some balls or whatever. Yeah. But this was just a trap to get Batman. And, and again, the ending, I'm like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense because he hasn't just been against Batman. It is that building of the, you know, oh, my God, it's a ambulance. This whole idea where he's going to take them all down. And, yeah, you end up where they, they mention, oh, my God, there's not the water here. All of a sudden, the water comes out there. So the big trick was to try to make them think that he was poisoning the we well. The Batman down here. Yeah, and just get him down there and drown them. So you end up at the end. and That's okay. It just at the beginning, I was a little taken. Like, I, I couldn't really get a grasp of what was going, but here we are. No, I didn't like the beginning setup with the idea when he went to the power company and how all the things that Batman was talking about, like the precautions that he has taken ever since Joker did this before, it didn't play into what we're currently dealing with. And it just seemed long-winded to get to the point where then 
he goes after somebody that he thinks the Joker's with and Red Hood's been staking out when ultimately this is just a big ruse that everybody falls for. I know, I understand you want to get to the trap, but all the setup to get to the trap, which is the interesting part, kind of fell flat for me. I like the idea that he does go to the water plant, you know, the water company. And he ends up where, okay, can I see the, the stats? Can I go and look at the computers and all that? And when they go down, the one guy's like, nobody's allowed in here. Nobody ever. And Batman's like, Oh, I put a tripwire here that was oh, going yeah, to... And the guy's time. probably just like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you jerk off. But The goddamn Batman. It's funny, too, because when I first read it, you know, to get ready for the podcast, it, it ended up where it wasn't really hitting... Now that I read it again, you kind of get that idea, but it, it's just a backup. You have to be a little more clear. And so at the end, we'll see if, if the boy kills the Batmans. The I don't man. think he will. So we'll have to see. Maybe we'll get. Well, I know he's not going to kill the Joker or the Batman. So maybe the boy will die. Maybe he will. And maybe we, we will never find out who it is. I really think that it's like he's the metaphor of Gotham himself. Gotham chews you up and spits you out. That's all I could think. It will be, but overall, what would you give this issue? I thought the backup was a little down from what we usually do. Ever since the boy became the man, it's been less interesting to me. Pretty much since we've been, like, you know, we passed the cataclysm in the no man's land. I just haven't been enjoying it as much as I was previously. The art's still great. And I think the art in the main detective comic story is great. But now that Batman's here, we're just like fast forwarding to an ending where everything is going to be taken out immediately. And even where it should be taken out, like, you know, immediately, like the scarecrow and Batman's Pose off. We pose off, we pause just for the scarecrow to get the upper hand for absolutely no reason, but also it leads nowhere. So this is a bit down for me, but I like a lot of the stuff that we had going in with the progression. Like now that we have the Bat family here, the idea that we are taking back the Arkham Tower as a team, I'm still going to give us a 6.5. Yeah, I'm a 5.5. I, I just, it's just a nothing story, especially Batman comes in punchy, punchy. It's all over. And then we'll see. If the psycho pirate mask at the end, that means anything. And I just don't see anything really sticking by the end. Yeah, that's uh, just the idea, though, at the end, like, oh, man, what did this change? What did this do? What did this may? And it really didn't do much of anything so far. So we'll see how it ends in the final issue. But we'll move on to the next deal. And I have some problems, Eric. I almost passed out. I ended up coughing so bad. That I ended up almost blacking out. I couldn't see. I was having, had that problem. I was having some problems. Eric. I don't know what's going on with me. Who knows? It's all this it's crazy in the, eating. Basement for day after day, probably. I also had this weird Australian bass for for dinner, and it's not sitting well with me, Eric. I shouldn't have gotten it out of that person's trash can. But here we go. Batman: The Night, number three, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Carmine D. Monaco, Ivan Placencia, and Pat Brousseau. And we're going to continue a story that one of the big things, and I said it in my review on this site, one of the big things that's always going to be in the back of my mind, at least, and I think yours as well, is, is this necessary? And we have been enjoying it. I think that you even said last issue, it's not really necessary yet, but you're enjoying yeah. it enough. And yeah. I am as well. And it, it was doing enough different where the idea of a new Batman origin story, which is a ridiculous thing that anybody should want, it was doing something at least new and interesting that can make it feel like it was worthwhile, especially the way the writing was done and the, the, the uh, the foreshadowing of what you know Batman will become with yeah, that cat fun. burglar that he's like, you know, in love with as an 18 year old. I'm like, yes, these are good aspects, even with putting, bringing Andre Ducard in there, but not making him the forefront right away. Exactly. And part of it was, oh, yeah, there's Bruce. And I thought it was a clever little deal where it makes sense. Some of the cleverest things are just things that you should have already realized. They make so much sense of so Bruce saying, you know, I, I went online and asked, I got to deal with the best trainers ever, but some of the best trainers. They're not just going to allow themselves. Hey, it's me. You know, they can't be found. Somebody who you want to train you to not be found. If you find them, 
they're not as good. So I like that idea and continuing the idea of thinking like a criminal. And he's got to get in that mind is something that Batman does. We even had it mentioned. Learn from Henri yeah, we had it mentioned in the world's finest this week as well. That idea of thinking like a criminal. So I, I really like that idea. The problem I have here, and it's a weird play because I've enjoyed this not because of the overall story, but because of the character interactions. And like you said, he's dealing with a cat burglar and that's going to end up, well, he has a type and that makes sense. Andre Descartes. Well, on this the is side. where he learns to have a type. Like, boy, I do like that skin tight leather and people who like to break into other people's houses. Yeah, same here. Both. You end up where, again, it might be that he's so frustrated because he can't get the smooches here that then he goes and gets the smooches elsewhere. It's not a cat woman, it's a cougar woman. That is true. Uh, she never plays out that old, though, but still, he's real young. So you end up having this and. She's at the point of her career where she's already retired, but everybody thinks she's at least retired for how long she's been doing this. Yeah, she's an older woman. that means she was successful. She's successful. You could retire. It's it's like an NFL player. They retire 32 because they made all their money, Eric. I still don't think a 32-year-old should be kissing an 18-year-old. Maybe not. That might be true. So you end up with this, and we had that cool twist where they ended up getting that. They they stole that box, the treasure box. The jewel box. The, the, jewel, the jewelry box. My treasures. And you end up where they, hey, find, they find these teeth in it, right? So they realize, oh, my God, this guy is that serial killer, the foundling. So, like I said, the first two issues were dealing more with character interactions than really an overall full story. It was more about seeing what Bruce is thinking, what he's learning and whatnot. And this one then suddenly becomes more of the story and i thought it fell a little flat i i I thought that the idea of the foundling and these things just felt so generic as you're trying to throw it out there of them trying to figure out the things i like the stuff with Henri, but at the end when bruce is just well i think it's this from a photograph because this guy's given you know the sideways glance the evil eye at this guy i I had such a hard time trying to figure out how the bruce's detective skills were working here from a photo and this is mr glanette who is the who is the family, the serial killer who went to this private school with all these people that he's now targeting and making all their family members, you know, orphans, just like he was growing up. When we start changing the the uh, the, the narrative from what we're doing with like the origin of Bruce Wayne and the Batman, and now we're focusing on the serial killer's mind and his motives and what he wants to do, and then when you actually have Batman go off on his own, where he's been trained to be a thief so far from what we've seen, but he's putting his deductive skills to use that he just overheard from Andre Ducard and how to think like a serial killer. Like, we're not there yet, and I actually don't know how you're getting to the points that you believe, but honestly, you get right to the point, and you freaking find the family, and you beat the ever-loving crap out of him because he makes people an orphan just like you were. And it ends up where, again, it's almost the same feel that we got with Detective Comics in my mind, where all of a sudden now he's full-out Batman. He isn't, but he gets, oh, I figured this out because a stink eye in, in, a, in a photo, and even a the idea of, of things being eye. thrown out there, this wasn't because this book wasn't about just this. This was the idea of that personal look at Bruce. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting the info of, oh, my God, the prime minister went to school with him. And then he didn't like this guy because this other guy was an orphan, too. But he was happy because he did well in school. We know he knew how to orphan better than anybody. Yeah, really, he orphaned the shit out of that orphaning. And so I didn't know that, Glenette. I'm looking at this guy and I see his house and whatever. Looks like a pretty successful you're dude. Pretty good. But you're they're almost good, saying that he didn't. And he was mad at the happy orphan. Oh, my God. And it, it almost is a little too on the nose with Bruce and his situation as well. well. Even where we have a situation where, like, the reason that the cops have, like, you know, broken on, you know, um, Bruce and his thief partner 
when they were stealing this jewelry box, it's not because they tripped anything. It's just because the police were going to this house because they believe that Mr. Garnett might be the next of the serial killers list because of the, like the motivation that Henri Ducard provided and stuff like that. The suspect pool of who would be and all these different things. So that's just out of nowhere. Like, where's your wife and family, Mr. Garnett? And you know, we get to the narrative like, they know the darkness inside and they <laughs> smell it in the air. They're gone right now. They're on a trip and they're like, you've taken all the real stakes out of like, you know, this, this noir kind of like, you know, whodunit situation where you want to say how this is going to play out, but you've taken all the stakes for the most part off the table because his family's gone. Nobody really cares about this foundling situation, especially him because now it's like, I'm going to go to the final, like, you know, the final thing that I want to do, the big finale. And I'm like, Okay, I've seen you kill one person. I've told you were killing other people, but really, you are nothing to me because I'm here for Bruce. Yeah, Wayne. and that's the thing. That's the problem. We really didn't get much of this story anyway, the foundling story. So we're getting a lot of things thrown in here, and they end up having the teeth. Henri ends up saying, "Well, I'm kind of involved in two cases here," and you were 100 percent right. I'll give you credit that Henri is there because Alfred had hired yeah. him to go get him. That's something that's him. something that you thought was going to be the case. And I like the yeah. idea that Henri says, and some, that's the thing, the things that'll keep my score, you know, elevated a bit is this stuff like Henri saying, hey, I'm here because your butler sent me, and Bruce knowing he didn't get you here to bring me he back, told though. told you to find me, not bring me back, though. You're right. Just call your butler. Bruce says he wants the kid to go back that needs him. I want to return as the man who doesn't need him to help me. I, I like that stuff. I How really do. How sad is that we end this issue <laughs> off with, <laughs> with Alfred just listening to the freaking you know, answering machine over and over again, like with the same speech about like Bruce just saying it over and over again, to the point like this is how much he misses the boy of Bruce Wayne. Like, I love you, Alfred. I love you, Alfred. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting Alfred in some crazy way to get in the car, drive out to the road, and just keep driving by the mansion to see if the light's on. Where is he? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like you back in the day, Eric. Oh, my God. You end up where he – and it is. It's, it'd be funny, too, if Bruce kept like leaving more and more messages like that, that whole deal. But you end up with the story where then you're following Gwinnett. And I thought that the idea where it was his – narration threw me off as well because we i want this to be the bruce wayne book i want to know how bruce thinks and what he's doing i don't need to suddenly be in the mind of now maybe the play is that we're like bruce we have to learn how to think like a criminal or a psychopath but this idea where oh my god you're gonna go we're gonna give you some police escort you know glenay you are one of the you know not a suspect you're gonna be a target let's take it there then we think the prime minister's in trouble all this when we know that it is you know, this Glenet who ended up doing things and he wants his teeth back. So Henri and Henri, I said his teeth trophies yeah, his back. Trophies. <laughs> I mean, maybe he wants his own teeth as well. I mean, he's French, though, not British. Eric's son. Sorry there, Brit. But you end up oh, where means. all of this with they have bad teeth, Eric. You end up oh. where my mom did at least. You end up with this thing where Henri says, hey, listen, I had two cases like yours was the big case. Find the Bruce Wayne's. Well, that's because Alfred is willing to pay. The police department's not paying Henri shit. The other deal is, yeah, serial killer. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, yeah, he ends up he being paid a lot. He put his leads together before he found Bruce. Well, it's he's fine. doing pro bono, I think. And he even yeah. says, like, the, oh, man, the police are idiots. But what we'll do is you're going to have this guy. He's going to want his trophies back. He's going to want these teeth back. So let's try to fence this jewelry box. That'll lead to this. That'll lead to that. That only leads to yet another at the series or you know issues where Henri Descartes gets completely 
pretty much almost dead because of Bruce Wayne. He gets shot right in the stuff because Bruce can't <laughs> stop looking. Bruce does need a teacher something fierce because he really sucks right now. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. And this guy, who the hell is that looking? And Henri gets shot in the stomach. And then I love the idea because there's not a lot of space here. Henri gets shot in the stomach. Oh, my God. Is he? Oh, he's fine. He's, he's fine. In the hospital. He gets shot in the stomach. That's awful. But he'll be okay. The thing is, out of everything we've seen with Henri Ducard over the last year, this is fine because we saw him shot and then thrown out of a high rise, which seemed like or at least a third story window or something that. And he survived. Not only that, he got up out of the hospital once he got there and moved on. He's a tough dude. This is fine. Just getting shot once on a whim, he'll be fine. I wish that he was like Nordberg, and he ends up getting shot, then he falls out a window, then he's on wet paint and all that stuff. I'm glad he's not Nordberg. Yeah, you don't want to be Nordberg. Uh, But yeah, all of this going down is Bruce has to now figure out, you know, the serial killer deal, because they know it's him, but they don't know where he went. He ended up leaving with police escort. That escort gets killed. I, I nothing with that plays out ever in this, but he's trying to figure out who the next victim will be, and he realizes because of the stink eye in that he photo. Doesn't like this dude. I mean, really, that's all it really came down to is him seeing this guy getting the stink eye in a group photo of when they were at school together. Then he looks, oh, that kid's an orphan too, but he's the happy orphan. Oh no, I'll go. He's too late. He ends up getting there. This guy's dead. I mean, he is viciously, and now he's just going to punch you, punch you. How dare you, Fanling? You made this family an orphan just like I was, and I'm angry at Bruce Wayne. And because I'm going to take my frustrations out on your face, my freaking cougar lady partner, she's going to make like make me leave because she saw the rage in my heart, and I need to learn to tame that before I can tame her wild, wild vagina. Yeah, yeah that's the big thing is where he ends up. Not that last part, but Lucy ends up getting mad. Exactly, that last part. Fires him. And he's like, oh, man, I guess I got to go. Because, yeah, they do solve this mystery deal. And the foundling gets taken down, almost gets killed by Bruce. But in the end, he's packing his bags. He's going to move on. And I thought, okay, let's move on. Let's. Okay. But he says, I'm going to go and hang out with Henri <laughs> in the hospital. I'm like, no. I'm sure he'll want to see me in his hospital room ever since I got him shot. I, I can just imagine he's like, he's sleeping. He wakes up, just punches the crap out of him there. But he's going to go and say, maybe he'll let me. And get trained by him a little And that's something that I don't think either of us really Henry, need Money talks and bullshit walks And I think he'll be able to stay and stick around yeah, He's just going to pay him So you end up having that And Lucy's like, hey, you know, it was cool uh, But, you know, you have to kind of get rid of that anger I don't need the anger in the cat burglaring uh, You know, yeah. deal that I do But you're pretty nice Let me smooch you on the cheek I hope you find what you want to That's all you get So long, my little knight There are two references there And also Henri you tried to get the armors. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And then poor sad sack Alfred is just sitting there over. And I just, love you, Alfred. I love you, Alfred. But yeah, by the end, I, I thought this was a little bit down from what the others were. I was really impressed with those first two to get into the Me mind too. of Bruce Wayne. Especially the last issue. Yeah, this ends up where it just felt, oh, you had to wrap this up with the serial killer deal. We never really set that up well. And really, the detective work wasn't great. And then he just gets angry. He's the angry young man. He's going to move on, and and Henri's going to teach him some things that seems 
Uh, but is he going to be paired up with Henri's son, Morgan? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. That'd be funny. Morgan be nobody pissed. Nobody remembers Morgan Ducard because he was a nobody. Yes, he was a nobody. That's a joke, Eric. That is a <laughs> clever little joke. But what would you give this? Because I like the art a lot and this whole thing, and I like the progression of Bruce Wayne. I just think things should go a little. I know we only have ten issues to do that, but I feel like things move way too fast for where he's going. From this fun I was having with him wanting to try to start thinking like a crook and being a thief to going after those vengeance fueled like you know mission of taking down a serial killer. Went after getting like you know like Henri Ducard shot. It felt weird taking the focus off of Bruce to put on the serial killer was a bad move in my mind, but I still had fun with this issue overall. I just expected more, especially from what we had previously. I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. I give it a 7.5. I like the art. And I wish, I know you want to have Bruce do things on his own, and he's, you know, show that even when he's not completely being taught something, he is very observant. He's going to do this stuff. So, so like we get to it. the rest of that family in Detective Comics, he's a fuck-up. Yeah, he is. And... I kind of wish that we didn't know, like, through the... I wish we just had detective work and not through the eyes of the serial killer. And maybe we could have had continuing where, you know, Henri Ducard doesn't need to get shot in the set. Like, he's worked in the case. Bruce ends up solving something by the end. That's Henri's like, you know what? You got some moxie, kid. Come on with me and Even let's go. you got me shot, it better be a running gag through the training with him. It's the idea, you did pretty good here, even though you got me shot. He just keeps bringing up to be a dick. That would be cool. I'd like that. But yeah, overall. Not... That's the thing that bonds them overall. <laughs> the shot in the stomach. Uh, but who's to blame, Eric? Mortal wounds. It's like, shot in the stomach, who's to blame? Bruce. There's the end of the song. It really doesn't play out like Bon Jovi. No. But with that. I'm still enjoying this series. It just does seem to be a down deal. And I hope that each little arc that we get doesn't end up like this, that we end up, oh, I enjoyed these two. And then we have to really quickly get done, show that he learned a lesson and move on. The it's lesson, such a weird I guess, thing. We have seven issues left. I still feel like we have enough time. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But we'll see. We'll see. I do like, again, I like that part where Bruce says, I'm not ready to go back to Gotham. You know, I want to go back as somebody who's capable himself. I don't want to go back to... Alfred, who is always there to help me. And so I thought that that was a cool Sitting there deal. crying at the answer machine. I'm not going back to that. <laughs> Alfred's just poor Alfred. <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah, really. He's like, I could just imagine Alfred right now. It would be funny. Like, what do you think Alfred's doing right now? Oh, he's probably having a ball without me. He's probably this the best like the time ever. idea to me. Like, I'd come home from work and Jesse would be sitting there to like listening to a voicemail I left her years ago just so she could actually hear me say I love her. <laughs> the one time you were crying. The one time you were drunk. Oh my goodness, cry, tear going down her and then you end up erasing it. Ah, oh, yes, but with that, we're going to move on now, and then we'll be back with more books. Dick Grayson had a problem with KGBs. And Nightwing fans felt like they had been fleeced They got Rick Grayson and subscriptions decreased The future was kinda shitty Tom Taylor showed up, made everyone glad Gave Dick a billion and he's rooming with Babs He saved a three-legged dog from boys who were bad The sky was the limit
better than me and you eric uh, that is for sure right and yeah. so we end up here and we have a section of books continues the kind of bat family deal as most of our podcasts have for the past six months or so and you end up having another you know team up we have a two-part deal where you the end up, up that having... i want to see because you want to talk about the great dick grace and i'm like i want to see the great wild well, west you do i actually thought at one point i really thought that kyle rayner was going to show up in this and i was like holy moly this would be the idea when they say being fridged i thought did somebody call me <laughs> my ears are burning but uh, i'll tell you right now this is fan service stuff and i still end up having some of the problems I did, but I enjoyed this issue. I had fun with it. I love seeing Wally and especially with Dick. There's some other things, though, involved that I will point out again that I just think Dick's not thinking well enough, or at least Tom Taylor's not thinking the, the full thing through of putting people in danger, things like that. But overall, you know, you're going to continue with this book. This is a book that's very easy to love. It's going to give people smiles. It's going to look amazing. It looks amazing, even with a different artist this week. And I don't know if you even realized that. Didn't even realize it. Geraldo Borges is the artist and does a great job. I mean, really, really good job of filling in for Bruno Redondo. I'll give him full props there, but we'll get right oh, into this. Do we have the same one. colors going on here? I don't know if Bruno does his own I believe colors, it's so. all the same deal. So the colors work. Yeah. So this is Nightwing number 90. It's written by Tom Taylor with art by Geraldo Borges, Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott. And we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have a team up here. And we're going to have a thing where I thought that Blockbuster was going to back off. I thought that that was going to be the place so we could get more of the Heartless, which seems to be just pushed aside. I mean, I want to see what's going on here. But you end up having Blockbuster. one mention of his sister, though, in this whole thing. The idea that she is in with the the Blockbuster's crew, since she's the mayor of Bloodhaven. But I want to see that explored as much as you want to see the Heartless explored because we have all these things that were set up on top of the billionaire Dick Grayson in the first issue that we haven't been able to tackle so far. And I'm like, it kind of gets infuriating at times. Yeah, it does. So you end up starting out, though, and you end up having Blockbuster who's had enough and he's mad at Dick Grayson. Again, we have that Dick Grayson and then you have Nightwing. So there's that divide there of trying to figure out, you know, who is the one who is the target. And it's fully Dick Grayson now that he has the money. And he ends up saying, I'm going to clean up Bloodhaven in a different way. And we kind of like that. I said the idea of this was, you know, when he ends up having the breaking the ground ceremony, when he knows that there's hits out on him, he has kids all around him. Again, at this point, I think that he should have probably got people either out of that building or should have lived somewhere else or whatnot. But that's not a thing that I'm going to start with here, Eric, because... When I was doing some research, you know, me and my research, Eric, yeah. I was looking at some things and I end up where I love and you go to as well. The Wikipedia things, the fandom wikis. Oh, the DC fan wikis are fun. Yeah. And I get they're great, especially if you don't. I'll tell everybody if you're reading an issue and, you know, even if you're not doing a podcast, but you want to know who's that character. I kind of know or I don't know. And you can go to those and who's usually they're on. So I end up. Typing in Nightwing number 90 Wiki Phantom. This is what I usually do to get there, right? Well, I didn't put volume number four. What came up first was Devin Grayson's volume number two Uh and Nightwing number 90. Let me read you a synopsis of that issue. 
Blockbuster has arranged for Nightwing's apartment building to be blown up. Holy shit. Killing 34 people. Nightwing hits the streets of Bloodhaven, tracking down Blockbuster's known associates, including Brutal, or Brutali, we said. Brutal. And the Trigger Twins. Ah, the Trigger Twins. That's odd. That's an odd deal. You know, in Blockbuster's inner circle, Sonia Zuko, like uh, Sal Moroni, um, Kate, I'm not a KGB, so that's that later on, but like you have the commissioner and you have the electrocutioner. So the thing is, you know, and you have one of those. In and this. Brutale, so, so yeah, you have one. Brutal. It's, it's such a weird play that that was already a number 90. And in my mind, you could say, oh, that's sus. I kind of think it's kind of cool if you kind of ape some things like that. I bet it's just a coincidence. Well, I would we just hope had it is. But... One other book that we were talking about recently where it seemed like an older series. Oh, it was the idea for the uh, the trial of the Amazons, how that yeah. Donna Troy, Batman, Migdal thing exactly. was going on the same kind of storyline. It's just weird that it was also number 90. It's <laughs> just such a, a weird deal. But And even having Brutal there, and it's a weird deal. But you end up having Blockbuster, he had enough. Dick Grayson's going to die. I don't care if those Teen Titans threaten me. I'm not going to actively do this. I'm going to put a freaking source out there. They're going to come up with an agent, and that agent will take care of Dick Grayson and whoever else he has to to get the job fucking done. And it is the agent Fenebre, and you end up, that that's a, you know, a rumor. That's a myth. No, it isn't. I know where to find him. If you can pay, they'll come. It's like the agent. Well, that's the thing. is, but, I think it's more of like the network, isn't it, where they then hire an agent to take care of it. In this case, it's KG Beast. I've gone to that, and they go, look. Agent from her, she's a myth. They, okay. She actually says she, so it's weird. It does feel like it would be an agency of different, but says she's a myth. I don't know how that plays out, but no, no, not a myth. Just very well, expensive. maybe the agent Flynnbre is somebody who then, like, you know, brokers out other people. Yeah, maybe it's such a weird idea. It's almost like an idea in my mind because I don't, I don't recognize this. I don't know if it's an older series, like, you know, uh, no, thing it that seems goes like something there. new. But the whole thing, it, it seems almost like the Joker's the network where you have a situation going on, or even, you know, a secret society where if you get a hold of this and they'll send somebody out there to go take care of it. Again, it's a cool thing. Or like the calculator brokering things. Yeah. Now, with the idea that Blockbuster doesn't want to come right out in the open, and for a lot of reasons, including, the Titans, came after including this. the Titans, you know, but also the idea that he, he's still trying to go under that guise, even though everybody knows that I'm he's not on the up and up. Blockbuster, I wouldn't do no harm. Uh, you end up having Sonya there, so she hears that she's able to try to get a hold of Dick. They are about to hit your apartment, Dick, get out of there. And that, again, like I said, the idea that he knows that people are going to do bad things and he just kind of goes back to the apartment. Everybody's living there. It's fine. But a drone comes down and drops a freaking missile. I mean, holy crap. This thing just comes out of nowhere with missiles and things like that. This would end up alerting a lot of other things in my mind. But it's big. It does end up blowing up the building as Dick is hitting the fire alarm, trying to get people out. out. He ends up going, and again, you're going to get some Tom Taylor-esque deals Wait, where he goes back to... we have on the third floor. He doesn't... He sleeps without his hearing aid. Okay, I'll go get him. I love the idea that he needs to know, He knows that Dick Grayson can't be jumping out windows with people up there, but so he has to switch into his Nightwing gear, but the thing is, Maurice doesn't sleep with his hearing aid, and so right away, Nightwing breaks into his house, his apartment, then holds up his, his freaking hearing aid, and there's words, look at you, big man, stealing a man's hearing aid. I'm like, no, I need you to get that. And then like the idea that he then jumps out of a window with Maurice with his hearing aid, and then the whole building blows up. And even when Wally West shows up the flash to make sure that Dick's okay, I need you work with the Justice League, do you? Like, on and off again. Well, I need you to see some justice from this guy, because he likes to steal old men's hearing aids, and he blows up their houses. You get the jokey, Tom Taylor, dude. 
deal. It's okay. Again, it's I, funny. It looks like that to him, and Dick Grayson even realizes that. And he says that because Wally ends up getting word, and he's right there, as Wally would. He ends God, up going, and West. he's trying to find, you know, Dick. He's going through the rubble and things like that, and then you end up having Dick there with Maurice. And he gives him a so hug. It's, it's the feel good West deal. Everybody looks at him with Linda and the kids and stuff like that. And they say, oh, my God, look at Wally West. He's such a great guy. But if you go back, he wasn't always the best guy. He went through a lot of jerky periods in order for him to get this turnabout when he did meet Linda and started a family and all this. Where he did finally fill the shoes of his mentor, Flash Barry Allen, and became the person that we know and love. So there's a great character development series throughout the 90s and stuff like that that really worked for me. Look at this, like. I love this Wally West. You went through hell and back, buddy, but you got there again. And that's the thing. You like Wally West, the reason and the why I like Dick Grayson. The same idea. They have very similar past where Dick Grayson being a jerk. Hey, Batman, screw off, buddy. And then kind of, you know, developed into the heart of the DCU in my mind. Dick Grayson didn't want to be in Batman's shadow anymore. And Wally felt like he was always in a Barry's shadow, but wanted to be able to like, like, not only get out from under it, but make sure that he honored the shadow that he was in. So it's kind of a, like similar, but to a degree different for how the mentorship moved into their own personas. Yeah. And and again, this is going to have some fan service moments, but these aren't the ones that I get upset about. These are nice. And having Wally show up and what Tom Taylor does here that he did, he ended up going too far in some of the other things, including when the Titans showed up those couple of times, because yeah. Wally doesn't show up to save the day here. He shows up to make sure Dick Grayson is fine. Dick's already saved the day He's already saved the day He's already gotten everybody out of there He ended up getting Maurice So when you end up having Wally show up It's not one of those like Come on, let him do something That the thing is When Wally got the call About what was happening right there Through like the cell phone That he got there in time To catch Dick as he was falling That's how fast he got in the costume And got there It was after the fact Where he thinks that Dick is now In the rubble of his apartment building And is using the speed force And breaking his own hands To dig out of the rubble To see if his friend's in there only to realize that he's okay. The heal- his healing factor kicks in, but I didn't like, I'm sitting there I'm like, do I want Wally to be the fastest man alive to the point where he actually is able to get there in midair before Dick could actually land? And then Maurice uh, lands cool too. dead. Maurice is dead. Well, he's not Maurice's best friend. <laughs> I actually like that he shows up. He He's not there to save the day. He's there to save his friend, and he ends up frantically f- trying to find him. Like you said, he's breaking his fingers and stuff, trying to find him. He's doing it so quick. And so I like that. Now, There's a weird play here because, again, we had talked about this before. The idea, and I said at the beginning of this, the person of interest, the thing that Blockbuster, everybody, it's Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, he has the money. He's trying to change things. So Nightwing, he's even said it's easier for me to go get bagels as Nightwing than as Dick Grayson. So this does seem like the way that you can free that up with the idea where Wally's like, hey, listen, you end up, people think that Dick Grayson might be dead. Like, this is our opportunity. Like, go. And then says, but then we'll have to take you back to my house. It, it ends up kind of like, well, I thought you were saying that he could be Nightwing and keep doing no, no, it. He still end up can, but back. the idea, he still has to be Dick Grayson and sleep somewhere without the idea that because everybody just thinks that Dick Grayson's alive. So keep the costume on. I'm saying well, keep the that costume on. Keep the costume on fine, but also he has to take the costume off because it's going to get sweaty and be gross. Come over to my house and also... Wally wants to make sure that his friends are okay, and I just like the idea that they are such close friends where you have the family to the point where you can just whisk Dick off before he can say no and object to the situation. You're already here. Take the couch. To then when we later on have Iris and Jay wake him up with, you know, a breakfast made for him, the idea like, look, we were totally couldn't have screen time until you woke up, so we're glad you woke up, Uncle Dick. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Uh, again, though, I don't know why they spelled it out right here. Listen, you stay dead. You're Nightwing. Nobody's like that big on Nightwing. You can, but now you have to hide in my house. I thought you should have had that figured out. 
a little later. Say, hey, we'll we'll make a plan and whatnot. And the idea well, right that now is a spur of the moment kind of about. thing. He just needs to have some sleep. So the idea that he has to, you know, he hasn't been able to sleep regularly in days ever since he became a billionaire for the most part. So yes, he will remain Dick, uh, Nightwing, but Dick Grayson gets to be able to take a few, like uh, take a few Z's on the couch for a little yeah, while. Again, I thought it was a little forced way to get him there, but it's okay. You end up, but still, somebody should say to Dick. You knew that you were a target for a lot of bad people, a lot of things. You can't just sleep on the, the fourth floor of an apartment with all these Well, he did reinforce around. all the windows with bulletproof glass and the walls and stuff like that. And that's that. the thing. But again, Tom Taylor can't make he Dick Grayson wrong at all. a whole thing. And that's why I get upset, though. The way that Tom Taylor, he's always making excuses why things go on like that, where you have to spell out. Well, he reinforced the wall. You didn't expect it either. You thought the blockbuster was done because the Titans but I showed know, up. But that's the thing. You're going to end up doing it anyway and have him blow up with missiles and things like that, where it's not going to retroactively say, oh, well, he, he did try to prevent that. It just felt wrong in my mind. It's just out of nowhere. Oh, I did that. But, you know, hey, it didn't work. Not I ended enough. up. He had kids there that breaking of the deal. He keeps doing things to put everybody, because Tom Taylor is only concerned about Nightwing and Dick Gray never thinks of anything around in the story, and that does end up getting well. Me upset then he's not perfect in your mind, then because no, he tried he to do this, but it didn't work because but he put these the people thing, in danger. Though, Tom Taylor wants to make sure that nobody can throw shade at him. It's the same with uh, Dick Grayson's dad. Oh, they had a kid, but you know, that was on a downtime, and we got that. Everything is well, always making excuses for everybody, so everybody, nobody could do anything wrong here. So you end up when they go, and again, you're going to end up having the nice little scenes with. You know, Jay and Irie and things like that. But I want more of the story to progress. And the story that we get here is Captain Obvious. Commissioner McLean. Drake, and he's on Sergeant Peppers there. He's going to look into things. Thank God Commissioner Gordon never dressed like this. I mean, seriously, look at him. He is Captain Obvious, though. Yeah, he is. And they call in. Former landlady of the Dr. Clancy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's like, well, you know, Dick Grayson was there. He pulled the alarm. I don't know. But the whole point of this is somebody warned him. Somebody tipped off. Somebody's on the inside. And it's, it's, you know, we know who it is. It's Sonya. But he ends up calling. He says, listen. Blockbuster Desmond Rowland, he set up hotel for you. I know who Desmond Rowland is. I'm not taking his dirty money. Look, lady, you take his money, you write his ass a fucking exactly. thank you note know, because yeah. he'll do bad things to you and your kids. Can you protect him all the time? No. You write him a thank you note, you take the hotel room because De- Roland Desmond has everybody's best interest in mind. Yep. And so you end up and they go this and Blockbuster won't even charge you late fees. Exactly. They're, oh, my goodness gracious. You end up at the West family house. And like you said, Jay doesn't realize you have to cook bacon. All right. You end up where <laughs> Jay's going to murder so many people. He's a culinary villain. Hey, Miss, hey Uncle Dick, you have to cook bacon? Do you He's know? like, oh, I don't think I'm eating that. And then he gets cereal. But yeah, he has a nice sleep. I feel sleep like you'd and... still eat it and have no idea why you were sick later on. Like, yeah, I really. think it might be that bacon, but I don't know. It might not be. He has a DC shirt on, too. You have to keep pushing those things. But this one bothered me more than most, but it's okay. Wally ends up having his, you know, wall of stuff. But it, it just, he says, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just putting up pictures with pictures yarn. That's kind of funny. Uh, but again, I, I want to see what's going on here. The, the idea where Sonya, if he can get a hold of her right away or she tells, you know, blockbusters behind this, he's going to figure this out. Well, in the meantime, you are going to try to have, and I'm saying if you're blockbuster, all this, they're going to try to get the people that Dick loves. This is what we thought well, was going to happen before with the Heartless. But the freaking the La Fuente thing, you know, 
they have to finish the job. We think that, like, right now, I think they bought some downtime for a few hours where people think that Dick Grayson is dead, but obviously they have to make sure the job's done, so we have to kidnap Barbara Gordon, supposedly Dick Grayson's girlfriend, to lure him out, hoping that they could actually, you know, have a body for Blockbuster. And, again, she is kidnapped. She's in the back of this refrigerated truck, and she ends up saying... Hey, I can get out right now. I've already and locked the doors. He keeps and I'm going done. with these things that they. He has to keep pointing out the idea. Well, Barbara Gordon, you know, walk a day. Joe and Jane can't just bust out of here and jump out because that would cause a crazy commotion it's and true. things like that. So why don't you come? But it seems like she did somehow. Uh, in the end, because she's not in the end. I think that Wally went and like ran up with them, was able to take her out, get in there. So the idea when we finally have the van pull up to its final destination where KG Beast is waiting, which is crazy because we have that great connection there for Wally. even says, isn't that the guy that shot you in the head? Yes, it is. You know, there's I've been wanting to take this guy out for a while. So you have this great thing. But, you know, Wally and Dick in costume wanted to be there for one of the spring the trap on the villains. When they open up the van door, there's Flash and Nightwing waiting for him. Yep, waiting. And you end up having KG Beast, a bunch of goons. But, exactly. A bunch of wild dog yeah, dogs. Yeah, like wild dogs. It's a Jason Voorhees convention. <laughs> and so you end up with Wally saying, hey, is that that guy the child? Okay, I want to be the first one to punch him in the face. So that, that's right. okay. Uh, it's just at the end of this, not a ton happened again. I need a little more progression of this. I really want to see more of the heartless going on. And, you know, the stuff with Blockbuster is big. And I want to see what happens to Sonya because they're going to figure out it's her. So we'll see reason, how the that Blockbuster goes. Blockbuster and the Sonya stuff and even stuff with Wally West, just because I want him to have a greater part in the Titans and stuff like that with his friends. Because that was the best part about the Titans is that they were a family where the Justice League were just kind of like a team of people it seemed like that's what i love about wally and dick and everybody else who's involved in titans they are a, an, a family that they have made for themselves so i like seeing that here but blockbuster and sonya they're where it's at for me for the overall story heartless has always just kind of felt lackluster to me well, because I don't we never get really back. knew anything of him he's just sitting there with a bunch of hearts in a jar i know, you know the, more about him than sonya zuko the weird thing about it is though i don't know i think we know more about sonya at least we know how she was conceived heartless he Gross. ends up with a gun that we don't quite understand the idea that he has meta powers, but he didn't really know how to use them. And also, he's going to have to get a bigger jar for Desmond's heart. Uh, but again, the the play of the Heartless would be to go after the people that Dick Grayson loves and take the. And that seems like we might have a repeat them with Barbara. And Barbara, like Gordon, and Haley, the three legged dog, the two things that Dick loves the most. Yeah, and, and here they almost both get taken out. So we're already even starting something very similar to it. But. You end up having Barbara get away. Now, is that going to be something where, in my mind, if I'm Blockbuster and I sent this out or whoever, I would kind of go and try that again. I mean, there's no reason to not no, dude, try I to still get whole Barbara, thing. Right? Not even Blockbuster, because in my mind, he's already, you know, put this contract out. The person who, like, the, the agent has to go then. And I think after we take out KGBs, if that's the case, they're going to have to keep sending people and actually have to take out this whole organization, in my mind, before anything is said and done, because Blockbuster has to keep his hands clean. And I would think that you're going to do that. I hope that we do see some of that. I hope this just isn't one of those, well, they say Barbara, and then they're going to take down KGBs, and he walks away, and then we go and move on. I think that this is bigger than that, and there's no reason to stop trying Next to get Barbara. Next they go after Dick Grayson's adopted father, Bruce Wayne. Big trouble, guys. But once you end up having KGBs like report, well, we ended up where we had Barbara Gordon when we opened it up, Nightwing and Flash were there. Then you should start looking into Barbara Gordon's connection to, to a greater thing then but who knows what we have but yeah i liked it it's very quick again i i you, you do this we said this in the superman son of kal-el book what by the end Tom it Taylor seems like it's just so quick 
and you get some really nice moments. I had some smiles and things like that. But you always feel like you're just starting out a story. And then the next issue comes in. It feels it never feels like you're you really getting like a you're lot of traction. Waiting for something to begin, and like each time it's like, okay, we've finally begun. And the next issue, it feels like oh, this doesn't really feel like a continuation. It feels like a new beginning. It's always a beginning. It always feels like that. But I did like seeing Wally and and the stuff with Wally and Dick well, is Wally great. It's Dick. really good, and we got to see Jay and Irie, which we love. That's like bonus coverage. And Barbara that we have with them, and Barbara is not the deal walking there. around on a freaking cane like Captain she's a obvious. And he's there, we got it all, uh, but the art's really good and a really good, and and now that I go through this, knowing and talking to you about it, you can tell the difference between a Bruno Redondo and, but it's still really good and really yeah. plays Especially very similar really to it. it so. Yeah, and it really plays, it's something that won't be jarring in the trade or anything like that either, so that's pretty cool. So what would you give it? Eight out of ten. That's what I give it, an eight out of ten. I, I'm glad that I'm, you know, liking it. I just, I mean, it's one of those things that we always feel like we need it. So when is it the point where I'm like, okay, I know what this book is. Let me have some fun with it and get moving. But maybe that's where I'm getting to again. Because at one point I kind of came to that, but then it just always throws something in there. But negative Jimmy comes out to play. You know, negative Jimmy. Oh my God, he's here. That guy sucks. Catwoman number 41 is next. So written by Teeny Howard, art by Nico Leone, Veronica Gandini, and Tom Napolitano. And I really do like the art in this, continuing with this book. The art's really cool. And I do like this book. And the thing is, we're going to talk about things like, you know, Onyx showing up and feeling like Onyx Adams. She just showed up. I mean, it it feels like everybody remember the 2000s. Well, here they are. It almost feels like like some big like unseen narrator thing, like grabbed her and just threw her into the book. Like, oh, I landed in Gotham. Here I am. It does feel off. Do you remember that vigilante in Gotham who wasn't a part of the Bat family that showed up regularly in the Catwoman books back in the 2000s? Here she is again, everybody, for maybe just one issue. The you final like Flamingo? Flamingo shows Even that. Flamingo shows up for one page. It felt so weird. Now, it does feel weird, but overall, it's, it's kind of this idea where I sit there and some of the books as we're going forward, some of the books feel more of a everything matters type of book. And this one does. This one with Teeny Howard coming, we have a lot of the Genevieve Valentine feels here. Now you're throwing in other things as well. And I thought it was a, a cool idea. And it's a cool concept having Teeny Howard just coming over to DC and, and using things that aren't like there's nothing here that you're like, oh, that doesn't make sense or that doesn't fit. It's just a character that we haven't seen in a real long time just showing up out of nowhere. But I'm fine with it. I said, no to real you, yeah, I said to you, I guess she says that she heard Batman wasn't in town. So she's here to check out and That's see if things thing. are OK. Batman's not in town. So I came back to town to make sure that everything's OK, because, you know, I'm one of the people of the, who's not in the Batman with the Batman's chums with and let's be vigilantes around here. And you know what I saw? I saw you hanging out with a guy that kills people. So I have to inspect you, Catwoman, to make sure that you're not one of those murderers like this guy over here. Valmont. You done passed the test. Onyx out. (laughs) There you go. And I hope that she returns. Thanks, Onyx. I don't. Well, kind of. I was never an Onyx fan. So the idea that she's here, yes, it's fine just because of where she comes from and, like, you know, the bad books and stuff. You didn't expect her, though, right? I didn't. Why would you expect her? There's no reason. Even when she leaves, like, are you still sticking around Gotham? Like, what are you doing? What have you been doing? Where are you going? Why I need her to stick around is to make it that this actually makes sense. <laughs> she just shows up now, and then we can play out the idea. Now, Especially we may end Batman's up back now in Detective Comics. It feels so weird. It feels weird like you're going to get a message. Hey there, Selena. 
it's you know who batman's back i'm out i'll give you like well then we didn't really play this out very well but if she's a recurring character that comes in and out i wouldn't mind that one thing that i'll mention you were playing with the idea and even selena couldn't get the you know full out deal is this valmont is it a guy or a gal whatever they're fully he 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 and i can only think that that is the reveal that it is a a guy at least because they are really going heavy with the he's in this in, in a weird way but the thing that I do like about this, I, still I actually, think Valmont's a woman. No, nah, I, I mean, they really go heavy with the he's. And I would think that if it is a woman, that Teeny Howard would have been they's or, you know, just not really saying it. But they're really going. He did this. He killed. And it's both from Onyx and Selena yeah. back and forth. It just felt odd. But you end up they where I like Dario. I actually have grown to like this guy in a way that we like Kevin in the Harley Quinn book. Just little beautiful fuck ups. But he's just there messing up and trying to help. And he just he does want to do things to kind of go against his father and the family and do things a little better. He doesn't want to deal with black mass that the father does and all that. At one point, though, he's just pretty much going to murder everybody. Who just the like, idea. Eh. His father thinks he's a fuck-up because of all this stuff going on with Catwoman right now. Two of his men were killed. I want you out of my sight there, Dario. Dario, he's all pissed off. I'm going to get back at my daddy. You know that freaking hotel where people take all their freaking you know, side chicks to uh, go live and stuff like that? I'm going to blow that fucker <laughs> up. I'm like, on top of everything else, that's what Catwoman's saying incognito right now. But just the idea, he is willing to murder all of these people. Oh, everybody. It's just like, hey, Catwoman, uh, like, you know, like Catwoman comes down I'm going to give you a second chance, Dario. This ain't the best way to go about it. But even when she goes to confront this and Onyx wants to see, Onyx comes down. It felt like such a weird transition where she starts beating on Dario because he has pepper he spray. Has pepper like, spray. Where was that? That was so weird. It's only to set up later so he can well, use he that pepper, pepper spray. spray. But it's pepper spray. I was like, I, maybe he puts it on his eggs, right? El Fuego, he yells do when that. he does it, right? It, incapacitating. You end up where you even start where... Valmont, who is a piece of crap, continues to be the piece of crap where he has dead bodies. He's going to give him the flamingo who's going to go off and eat dead bodies to cannibals. Yeah, 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 really. Samson's in Texas. We ain't shipping them there. Holy crap. That's true. I I just shove them in the bay, Eric. But you call flamingo to be all gross about it. Flamingo just shows up on his on On his his hog here, right? (laughs) I guess he's the gonna, chopper, Jim. I, I <laughs> said, "Dad, baby, <laughs> Flamingo ate him." Flamingo, I guess, is going to eat and run then, because yeah. I don't know that he's going to be able to grab two guys there food. on his chopper. <laughs> he's going to do that. He's going through the drive-through. I thought it was funny to see Flamingo. Me and you always laugh when we see Flamingo, and it's like, really? It that just felt weird, shit. though. Like Flamingo is a gross character, so when he shows up, it is like always jarring to me because it was one of those like. It's one of the only remaining things that Grant Morrison that, like I said, remains besides Professor Peck that continues to show up in Batman and like besides for Damien, obviously. We don't have Toad around all the time. No, no, Mr. Toad, like we had him show up as cousin because Mr. Toad died. But when you have Flamingo show up here, you expect me to, like, to continue on because it is such an outrageous character. Catwoman's like, dude, this is gross. We're not giving these bodies to Flamingo. He's a cannibal. He fucking eats people. No. So all you get is one page of Flamingo on his chopper. No, you like, get one panel where it's Roman. The idea of this is just playing out showing that Valmont is a piece of crap and deals Isn't with a piece pieces of, crap, of crap. Well he ends up he's dealing with a cannibal to get rid of that's not the great. And so <laughs> well Catwoman says, we're not giving this to a cannibal. That's disgusting. And eh, that's a rumor. No, no. It's real. And tell him to get the hell out of here. And even then Valmont, I don't know. He's gonna be upset. He just roams off. He's off to the Samson family. Maybe he's hitching it to, to Texas. But you end up where that thing with Dario, because you end up having Catwoman leave Valmont and says, I thought he was going to chase me, and I know my men, and I know how they tick, and then he doesn't, and 
It's because Onyx comes down to fight him because he has killed. She goes down then to confront Catwoman. And Catwoman you hang ends out up with murderous Catwoman, you piece of shit. Because there's that big thing, and it came out of nowhere again with the you know pepper spray. This guy, like the idea that you come down and want to stop Valmont, that's one thing. You know, maybe even the idea. Well, I told Flamingo to, to hit the skids, but then when Dario's there with the pepper bricks. spray. It's so odd. Break his goddamn I can just arm. see Onyx just is going around and just beating the crap out of random people who have things that she thinks might be weapons. You later, have a Swiss right? Army knife here. I'm going to break your wrist. I'm sitting there. I'm eating eggs. With, what do you have? A knife and a fork? Those are what I'm getting the crap kicked out of me. I'm Here's like, oh my spoon. god! Snaps her ankle. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, there's kids playing baseball. He has a bat. They go after. Don't fuck with Onyx Adams. No, you don't want to. And she is huge and. She ends up where Catwoman says, well, I I hope that her seeing Dario with me shows that I'm doing this and that. I'm like, this was weird. This was a weird play, but they are going to go because they end up stopping him. The the real thing isn't the pepper spray. No, the real thing is the C4 and the the bunch of explosives that he's going to build a building up. And she's upset about pepper spray. But we're going to continue to use Dario to get to the rest of the Dons in the area, even though the fact of the matter is we will also out him so nobody will ever take him seriously or if you like be able to allow him to be undercover for Catwoman again. Because they kind of, they're going to go against this whole situation where we have to systematically throughout this book, and I don't know how long this could actually go on or like what it will do to continue because to get the Black Mask, we have to take out all the other Dons, even Ico and stuff like that. It seems like to get to him because they're all in cahoots. They're all, they're all crime families. But we have to go to take this one guy out by having a bunch of his boxers who throw fights for him and break their hands. So now they're out of commission. It's going to take a lot of money from this Dons for you know, put like payroll. I'm like, all right, you can do whatever you want. But even when you have the guys outside with machine guns who happen to know that this is going down the inside, and it takes freaking Dario with his pepper spray to get them the the lead way to get out by like, hey guys, what's going on? It's me, Dario. Oh, it's the Donson. Hey, what's going on? Pepper spray. And I guess they ran after him shooting so freaking for so Onyx and Catwoman could escape. They could just escape because they were going to go in and kill him. It seems like they were on it. Now the weird play is they're going after Finbar's guys. Yeah, and of course Finbar, he ends up having these these boxes and things. But the weird play is not taking them down. This is what I didn't quite understand. The idea she says. I'm, if I'm going to one, she says that Finbar deals in money. Yeah. That's the easiest to control. I'm going to go and put one of these in directly in my pocket. He's the one I choose first. So she seems like she's going to try to get this and finagle it so that he joins up with her. Well, you're going to need somebody now that freaking Dario is exposed. But, but how are you going to do this? And, and the way you do it is just to, you know, ruin his, you know, bondage. He ends up saying, you know, and he looks like, again, it's a boxer. He looks like you and McGregor, this whole deal going down. He says, oh, she thinks I'm going to screw, you know, be done. I have other boxers. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, that didn't work very well. And then Dario ends up the whole well, deal. Well, that's is- the whole thing, too, because when Dario is exposed there and his men tell him about it. So Finbar is pissed off from the get-go that Catwoman is going around there and screwing with everybody's system. But now they're freaking the Don's, Don Tommaso's freaking son is doing it. It makes him think. You know, you can't even control your son. What makes me think you can control anything? So the idea is now that, like, Finbar is almost declaring war right here. And I'm ex- I half expect the Black Mask to just murder everybody because if there's going to be a war, Black Mask is going to finish the job first. Yeah, and it's funny, too. And when you ended up having Dario originally going to blow up the building, he did say his dad was meeting with Black Mask there to have dinner, yeah. too. And that's why he says, I thought that you'd like that, Catwoman. We'll get rid of all this. Now, the funny thing is, 
I was glad, actually, in a way that Dario goes up to these other guys, you know, just hanging around with their AKs. It's not a good day, Eric. It was. The, the, the whole idea, too, were these other boxers who are going in the train but just happened to put, pull their AKs out of the trunk and go walk into a gym. That felt so weird out of nowhere for weird. them to be sitting there. Inside the gym, at the one point where you still have put up your Duke's deal, you end up having Catwoman. I was so upset. She's like, Hey, okay, Dario, where are the others? I'm like, somebody's going to hear that name, and there's not, that's going <laughs> to be the connection. Matter. It didn't matter because he ends up, you know, sacrificing himself pretty much or his reputation and, you know, pretty much his life to kind of save them. And then ends up in a weird deal. Like, as we go on, and you said, now everybody knows that Dario is bad. This makes his father look really bad. The, the Tommaso Crown family is really, really not looking well. And then when you get a back massage from, from Black Mask, you know there's trouble. It's almost like the kiss, and you know that there's a big deal. But Ico doesn't seem to want to be involved in this and really is I'm against Black Mask and says, you go and Don't do what you want. Don't Black Mask. Why are we involved with this? Because pretty much Black Mask comes in and says, listen, you guys like to do your nonsense. You know, you think you're tough or whatever. I'm the only one who kills. That's why they take me seriously. Yeah, I'm the only one here that isn't a joke. And she goes after Finbar because... You're tiptoeing around things because you got the Gotham costume things. You don't think it really bothers you. But you're going to Gotham because these are the people here. You're not sitting in Metropolis because Superman's going to take you down. This is what the price you pay with the crazies of Gotham. Do you want to bitch about this is why you're here? You don't have to deal with the metas or the ultimate freak of powers. You have regular human vigilantes. You know what you do with those? You fucking murder them. You kill them. And I like the idea where when Black Mask comes in, it does feel like he's like, oh... Look at here, the old gossip circle. What the are you guys bitching about today? This freaking restaurant scene where when you so have good. the down flower on the piano and the reflection. I'm like, everything in this looks amazing. Even when it's you great. talk about the ideal and black masks, they're telling you how to do how do you finish this job? You murder people? When he is giving the back massage looking thing with his hands on the sitting down <laughs> shoulder to muscle, it's almost like Jack Palance to Nick uh, it uh, is. to uh, Jack Nicholson in the Batman movie. It's like, you're my number one guy. It's all gangster about it. I actually needed then to have the idea, hey, you guys, baseball fans? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Untouchables coming up. But uh, Black Mask pretty much says, you know, I'm the one who does this, who's with me, whatnot. Iko tries to end up, hey, we don't need you over there. And they're like, yeah, cut it, Iko. We, we have other people voting here, and things are getting out of hand. So with all of that, you end up going back to Catwoman's apartment at the Trixie, and I said to you before we recorded, it kind of threw me off the idea where they're eating and they're, oh, thanks a lot for letting me stay here. And we're having a meal. And she's like, yeah, I usually call down the Capullos. But I'm like, how do you call down? Like, you're kind of on the sly here, but that's fine. And even if she's calls down the Capullos, if it's a delivery or takeout, whatever, she could just go down to the door or she could jump out of I the catwalk guess, and just go people, get it. This is the thing, though, that we end up thinking that everybody knows Selena, even though she plays off the idea that she's keeping her secret identity it's weird in that this. People it's weird. don't know that Selena Kyle is Catwoman, especially for when you get back into the rebirth era things where she is an Arkham Asylum for this supposed murder of 212 people where everybody knows that Selena Kyle is Catwoman. So you have all this situation where it seems like everybody knows the situation and Catwoman is just somebody that she, like, you know, costume she puts on so she can move better and be intimidating. It just seems like a weird thing, like, Oh man, Dario don't know my secret identity. I'm like, oh, doesn't he? Okay, does he yeah, not? I'm like, the really? Or Maybe he should just go know. online. I think that this is well known. And I do like the idea where you end up having Onyx say, "Hey, you know, the murders." I I want like, to find out. Was the it was you. Her most it seemed like everybody knew that Sweeter Kyle and Catwoman yeah, were Yeah, we town. just went with it. And 
I like when Catwoman says, hey, I, I've been accused a lot of times of murdering a lot of people, uh, and it's never me. I don't do that. So I thought well, that was a cool wink-wink. It's think about that, too, because when um when she murdered Black Mask in the old continuity and she gave up being Catwoman and Holly took over for her, then Holly, Holly was arrested for the murder of Black Mask because she happened to be Catwoman at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, again, at that point, you even said to me before, Onyx is kind of in that. That's the whole era of things that I, yeah. I kind of do like. Now, you end up again with the weird scene. It's like war games. The idea of all this and Dario being here, I, I don't know why it keeps kind of feeling weird and kind of fumbling with it because then she's like, hey, Dario, you know, what's up? And he's like, I got to sleep on the couch here. And I don't know if I can take another stray. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is a little different right now. You can't let this. This is kid essentially go out. like Christy, where you ruin Christy's life, got her killed, and now Dario's in the same boat. You Help cannot. Him. He helped you, and really threw it out there that he was going to go, and they know, it and now it's going to do this. Because but... the craziest thing happens to him when they turn out. Like, what well, she ends up saying that he's okay, but then uh, at the end, but. Again, I Aiko's think this is crew of weird Japanese demons with their freaking, you know, their, their their laser sight guns on the wall. Yeah, I think that they're there to grab him and take him somewhere else to be safe. I don't think they're there to kill him. Yet Aiko say, hey, we're, we're not into this Black Mask. And I think that this is her play to actually go against Black Mask and protect both Dario and it's like the Catwoman. Japanese purge. Yeah, it does. It really does. It, it's great. And it's a really, really cool cliffhanger the way they play it. But I do think that Iko has sent them there to grab them and get the hell out of there I before they really get hurt. That Catwoman's cat is playing with the laser scope lights on the wall as they're freaking trying to line up. <laughs> so crazy, the cat there. Uh, but yeah, again, when she starts thinking about Dario and her personal space and the idea of strays, I thought that that was a little heavy handed to go with this because of how much we do love Catwoman and how she does accept that. But again, just because she's like, I got to get out of Alleytown. I don't need another stray. I don't know that he's necessarily a stray. He's on the run. Uh, He's really put himself out there for you. Hopefully the deal is that they're okay and they end up, and it might even just be like Iko comes and wants Dario because he's in real trouble or she could want Dario if she knows about that as a you know, a thing that she can use as a playing piece to kind of get back at him as well, kind of insurance. But we'll see. This is definitely an interesting take on Catwoman that I look forward to. It's I actually like surprised it. me how much I enjoy it, especially with the art and stuff like that. I do hope that this creative team does put their personal stamp on it, because, like, you know, with a new Catwoman costume, because right now it feels like a mix of a bunch of old Catwoman stuff that I enjoyed. So when it's put together here, it's still something I enjoy. I just need to see more of it because just a systematic takedown of this, uh, like, crime families with Gotham. It feels like it's a long, slow burn story, but I don't know if it's going to continue to be as interesting as it is right now. I hope. I hope it does because I'm really, really enjoying it. And I like, again, it is kind of uh, the same concept, a little bit of like a Nightwing with Blockbuster there. But I think that this with uh, Black Mask and going against Selena, I think it's being, it's more interesting to me because then you have the other families. They're doing their wacky stuff. Dario, I think elevated at all because you get that Onyx personal deal with it onyx coming in was very odd and and that did throw me off but if she continues showing up then i'm cool but if it was just like, like just for this weird enough and it just even what he's doing and now valmont seems to be on the out and we can't play with him anymore like he's instantaneously the bad guy even though obviously he was because he had people murdered and then won the feet in the flamingo but it seemed like cat would have gone with this whole thing more if Onyx wouldn't have shown up and shamed I, I her for a decision. So it seems like a weird situation that we're in with this Valmon, who I don't like to begin with, but then Onyx showed up to be the voice of reason out of nowhere, and most people won't even know who Onyx is, who are just jumping in the comments in the last decade. So it seems like a weird thing. 
It's like, okay, I'm Everything here. Matters, we passed yeah. the test. I'm out. Onyx out, baby. I like everything but her inclusion for the most part. And I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to warm up the Valmont or even like, when is that story going to start taking place? I, I really don't like Valmont at all. And it throws everything but off it feels in my like mind. It's a big part of this book that we're it not does. dealing with. Like, that, that refuses to get started. Well, maybe it's the idea that Teeny Howard, that was a big thing. And then she needed a way to kind of push Ghostmaker Light. Yeah, it is Ghostmaker Light. It really is. And I really don't really care about Valmont want him out he deals with flamingo for crying out loud aaron uh but what honestly would you give if this? i need to get rid of bodies i deal with flamingo you would too. deal not with like flamingo in, not in, in person but on the phone definitely ah flamingo because ah, the thing is I, if i'm there to give him the bodies i feel like he'd still take me as well and eat me i don't need that nonsense in my life but i like a lot of this i think the art's amazing i like the direction of taking catwoman back to her roots with the crime family even doing that like more recent uh valentine like uh storyline yeah genevieve valentine stuff yeah a lot of this feels really good not exactly fresh but the, like i don't need it to be fresh i just need it to be something that i want to read in a catwoman because every time you make it you know somebody makes it fresh it's always like doing weird shit with weird people that i don't care about it never feels right this finally does feel right again i'm gonna give it a 7.5 out of 10 yeah i'm an 8 out of 10 and with all of that I do like that, you know, the Onyx stuff, it's out of nowhere, but it is kind of that everything matters type deal. Agreed. But what it's out of nowhere, but it's it's something that the series have seen in the past that fits with a Catwoman and a Gotham City. It's just weird to just come in, Agreed. shade so on Valmont, leave. I mean, I really thought that she was going to stick around a little. That would have been cool. Now, with all of that being said, I really I don't like, like this. And I, I don't know. Onyx was was pretty fun. Now it was always just a weird Gotham character, almost like when Huntress first showed up. Like Huntress always thought out of place when she first showed up, and Onyx was even more so in my mind. I think that overall, though, I've said this before, and I said it with the Tom Taylor Nightwing book, but now this really feels like it should have gotten its own volume. It should have been a number one, maybe get some more people because it is a fresh deal. It does feel different from what we've gotten the past couple of years with Catwoman. I know they don't want to keep throwing number ones out or whatnot, but it does feel like you could have had a new volume of this, maybe get some more people involved with that number one. Legacy numbers, Jim. We'll see. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Why not have the legacy numbers like Marvel? But DC never wants to end up doing things like that, you know, like a recap page or anything like that. But with all of that, I, I really do enjoy this. I ended up, I think that you were the one who made it click in my mind with the issue with Dario when we first had it a couple issues back, where I didn't quite think that it was hitting. And then when we were talking about it, I got very excited about it. Now I really like Dario, so I don't want him to die. And one of the feels moments in this is Catwoman realizing that Dario, what he's doing is he knows he's going to die. And she does promise him, I will not let you die. And I don't know that's a promise she's going to be able to keep. And that might really really screw with her. He's willing to die because he never expected to live from the lifestyle that he leads. In that lifestyle, yeah. And then especially when you go against your father and things like that, that it's it's done for him if somebody doesn't help him. So she really needs to help him. And he's just, you know, going to do things because, like you said, he's got limited time. He thinks that he wants to make things better before he does get killed. He's accepted that. And that's kind of sad. And I, I did like that. And I like that whole deal with I him need him to beat woman. the crap out of his boyfriend, Noah, though, Noah, for betraying yeah, him. Yeah, Noah is such a jerk. Even then, the worst part is, is the idea that, and we didn't even mention it, but you end up having Dario, who's gay. And he his boyfriend is Noah, who's now pretty much gone against him. The number one man to his father now. Yeah, yeah. Catwoman ends up explaining it to Onyx about that. But the worst part is, the sad part is the dad kind of, you're just like a good, like such awfulness when he is and you're like oh my god you're not a good dad say something you make me look better there 
Don Tommaso. And nobody makes me look like a good dad except him. Holy moly. But at the end of that, I really do like it. So we're going to move on now, though, with some mail. It's time for the mail here, Eric Shea. I heard the intro. If everybody wants to get involved in the mail, they can, and we read everything, including things that you know are dissing me. That we'll see tonight. Dissing you? Uh, yeah, dissing me, dissing and you know pissing me. I don't know what I'm saying. Eric, this is but why. yeah, no, dissing and pissing. It is. You end up. You can email us at weirdsciencebcomics at gmail Again, that'll be in the show notes. We're going to start off this year. Mail section with Louise who says Hello Jim, Eric And the best crew out there, the Get Fresh crew What's up Louise Question of the week We know the Justice League are going to Quote unquote die soon And hopefully the career of Brian Michael Bendis with them Oh my god, he's doing routine So we need a new Justice League Pick your top 7 picks for the team That is it, see you in 7 So Eric, I'm going to let you go first if that's the case, you can't put the ones that are supposedly dead on that team either. So I want you to go first because I'm actually very curious about what you're going to say this time around. Okay. Well, my Justice League is Dark Side, Superboy yeah. Prime, Doomsday, The Great. Di- no, I, I ended up. That's the joke here. See, uh-huh. I'm working a routine. I mean, it usually is, and I want to say. Here is mine Aaron. Supergirl. Okay. Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner. Uh-huh. Captain Kyle Adam. Rayner? Because I was going to either pick him or Guy Gardner, but the problem is, you want to really know my reasoning, I don't want Guy anywhere around Supergirl. It really was the idea of that. I really thought that he'd be a little bit too just over the top, so I picked Guy. Now, with that, I didn't, and I was kind of at a point, I don't want to make a young Justice team. I don't want to end up, so I had to mix things up. That's why I ended up Captain Adam. He's in there, but he's the real, real like heavy hitter. He's the brute there, so I like having him. He might even be team leader. Zatanna, because she's I need dead. some sort of... I don't think that she's going to she be one of the ones the dead. She dies the is what I read. No, I read that she wasn't one of the ones that are dead. So if that's the case, then I'm mistaken. But what I read was she was not one of them. Maybe me and you read two separate things. But if that's the case, then I'm going to just go Constantine. He's going to get handsy. With Justice I wanted to have, yeah, he's there in JLD right now. He's hanging out with him. Yeah, so why wouldn't he dark. just, why wouldn't he just pull in? I want them to have a magic deal. We're going to end up going against some wacky things going on. So I, I could even go maybe uh, Dr. Fate, maybe with Khalid coming out of that and whatnot. But Mara and Wally West at the end. I, I ended up wanting to have the characters. Is Wally that kind of the ones that the dies place. and buries away? No, I don't think that he goes off uh, as well. But again, I don't know. The things that I read were very sketchy about the ones that died, and they were really the the main, you know, guys, Batman, Superman, yeah. Wonder Woman, stuff like that. John Stewart. So, yeah, John Stewart. So if that's the case, then... I think then, if Flash dies, too, and if Barry's still gone, I would have to assume I just think that then. they just assume that Barry's already with them wherever they go, so they can you know, they consider that the Flash gone. Uh, but we'll have to see. I don't know. The things that I read, Really didn't spell out even Zatanna 
the deal. I thought it said that uh, I saw Green Arrow, Black Canary. I saw Green Arrow, and Black Canary. I didn't. The thing Hawk that Girl, I looked up, John I didn't Stewart. see that. I almost had Hawkman on here, but I didn't. What is your uh, team? My team is Supergirl, Shazam, Firestorm, Cyborg, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, Vixen, and Hawkman. So I'm like, I'm so glad you didn't put Hawkman because we're jumping. Like we have a lot of the same list here. Yeah, uh, I was going to put Hawkman, and I ended up going. And I even was going to put Firestorm, but the problem is with Firestorm, you're a dick. he was my eighth guy and i'm like mm-hmm. oh i didn't count right so i just took him off then because of that but well that's the thing is i have shazam in there as my magic user and also this is vixen to a degree because of her connection to the red with the, te- the totem that she uses so you have that in there you have the science with kyle rayner and also with supergirl being an alien the powers that she has the magic of shazam but also the negation of magic with the nth metal that hawkman oh, has oh the negation with the nth metal also the tech the technology aspect where you can pretty much cover all technological bases with cyborg and it is funny uh, when I was looking up the things. What I the really, went, what I really went with was just the the thing where they have the coffins, and really a lot of people get dissed in that because it's just the main Aquaman, yeah. Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, John Stewart, and Superman in those coffins. So that's why I ended up not realizing that Zatanna said Zatanna on there, and I'm like, it's weird because she's not a part of the main Justice League, but whatever. Yeah, I'm looking at the deal here where one of the covers ends up even seeing, like, it looks like Martian Manhunter is going to oh, get killed. I was killed. reading an article that spelled it. I think, Mar- and Martian Manhunter, I believe, was one of them, too. Yeah, well, what the hell? What, did they get him at the last second? Hey, come back to us, buddy. Well, John yeah. Stewart's a god in his own book. What is that yeah, on the Justice League? I know. Well, is he a god in his own book? Because that book has gone M-I-A since that whole deal. It's not solicited. It seems it's like that like book is done. It's going to happen all over again. Yeah. Uh, the idea, just as an aside, it seems that Joshua Williamson did not get a hold of Jeffrey Thorne and tell him that John Stewart was going to die. And, and the idea that that's not crazy because they even keep going with that idea that the death of Justice League is down further in the time. I don't know. The whole thing is wacky. We'll have to wait to see how it all plays out. But in the a couple pictures, I do not see Wally at all. And in the the funeral. Wally is there in the crowd. I, I, so. I thought I saw the Flash, but the idea of the Flash is like, you know, Barry's been gone in his own freaking world for a while. So the only one you have left is Wally. Even Wally's saying in Nightwing this week, are you going to just like on and off again? But in this whole deal where everybody's mourning the coffins, Wally is there in the crowd with him right next to Supergirl and uh, Black is Lightning. Green so. Arrow and Black Canary there too? No. They are not there. I'm looking through it right now. You got the Blue Beatles in the background. You got the booster and the, the okay. thing. You got Kyle Rayner. Uh, you actually have it's both. Bo- you actually have both Blue Beetles in, in that next to each other and stuff. You got Blackfire. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, so that would be my job. I was. How do you have Blackfire? I don't know. It looked like she was there. It might have been actually. It looks like the uh, Doctor Light, the uh, actual oh, okay. girl Doctor Light. Actually, now that I look at that, it's kind Tell of a crazy oh. deal out of nowhere. But. With all of that, I was going to make the joke that I was doing the super-powered, stupid nonsense. So I didn't. I ended up coming up with a team, and you, oh, you shit on me is what you did. Usually you mail it in. That's what I'm saying. Well, speaking of shitting on me, here's the next mail from Valkion, who says, Eric. What's up, <laughs> talking to me. I have been a DC fan for over 40 years. I enjoy your podcast very much. I am getting very excited for this summer's event. I would like to hear what you think about it. And I don't have to answer because it's to you, Eric. So what do you think about this event? Well, the whole thing with the Dark Crisis event, it's one of those things that I hope for the best. It just seems like a weird place to have the great darkness be the catalyst behind everything. Like everything you thought you read and you thought you knew, you don't actually know. The Dark Crisis was behind the whole thing. So all the villains that you thought were actually the threat of it, they were being influenced. It always goes back to the whole Joshua Williamson thing. I don't even know if it was him now that I think about it with more Tom King where... 
you know, reverse flash. He was doing the evil whispers that made people do what they were doing like over the last couple of years. I don't want that to be the retcon for every crisis or any event that we've ever dealt with. I'm like, it was the great darkness because once you actually go back and say that, where do you go from there? Like, is everybody else, you know, part of the dark, uh, the great, uh, great darkness at that point? Or does everybody get to have their own motives once this dark crisis is said and done? It's weird. I, I look forward to it because DC does need a shakeup, but the way we're getting there, it's quite, it's questionable in my mind. Yeah. I, I know that they want to make it the big thing. So you're going to have that idea that, okay, we're going to do that. And I think that the whispers with Scott Liddell in that flash forward. A deal that we had after the Heroes in Crisis, and then that was got that, changed again. I, I think it, it might have been. Because I thought he might have done that to Zoom as well during the Joshua Williamson, like, you know, reverse flash arcs. Yeah. Like he yeah. was doing the evil whispers to get Zoom on board. But with then they this, changed that, that anyway. Thing. And they changed that up as well when you ended up having the flash Jeremy Adams and stuff like that. So all that got all wonky. They were trying to figure out how but they it was can bullshit, make it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, they tried to make it so that, I don't you know, that. Wally wasn't bad or whatnot. Well, no, he, he, didn't, uh, he didn't go and, like, you know, lose his mind because of his children in hypercon was the evil whispers that made him think that that he was all alone. nonsense oh that the heroes in crisis had a lot of issues fast enough to go into a computer and undelete files one of those things where people now saying like that heroes in crisis was awesome now i think that it was incredible like really where were you before that was a bunch of bull crap but I don't even know where you're at now saying that. Yeah, people are saying it all over the place. I, I think people are just saying that trying now to are just there to get a rise out of people and say, look, I like this thing that everybody else hates. Look at me. Look at me. It's like the idea of like, oh, I like, up? I like Bogus Journey. The Reiner. Bogus Journey. Is, Bogus Journey has grew on me a lot more than it's grown on. It's grown on me more than Heroes Probably the in best Crisis. one in the trilogy. No, I, I like the first one still. The you know the whole deal that that's fun, but it's also the Temple of Doom that a lot of people like. But I grew again, up on the Temple of Doom more than any other one. It's one, one of those though where you end up having things that you see over and over and over again. So the one that you didn't see as much, sometimes you end up liking a little that. more by the end. It's like songs too, where you, your favorite song on an album may not be the you know what you will say? That's legitimately the best song, but it, you heard that too much. Like on every the radio time I stuff. saw RoboCop two growing up, I got really excited. Maybe even convinced myself it was a better movie just because it was something that I like looked forward to seeing because it didn't happen very often. So it was like it was an event almost every time I got to see it because it's a continuation of RoboCop. So it, it's not better than the first one. But when I was growing up, I like to think it was better. Yeah, it's like well, at me. Least I, I like it better. What semi Sonic with closing time? I like Secret Smile. <laughs> it's a song. Ah, uh, but the last deal. And thanks, Valkyon, for you know Thank mailing you, Eric. Here is the next deal well, he here from Manship. Ma- where you just mail it in, so he didn't I want to guess, do that Well, time. that's what you do with the mail. I just figure that at this point, I'll just do what you do for the rest of the deal. <laughs> Manship's next and says Rocket League offers Sorry. quick chat. Quick chat at the Rocket League air messages during play with preset comments. <laughs> What I would like to change. This is Manship. Yeah, this is his I don't deal. understand the Rocket League. It's Rocket League. It's a video game. I thought oh. you were into the video games nowadays. I really want to change them so that I can yell at other players, which will make me feel better. But I realize that I need to be the better person and try to be positive no matter how bad the trolls get during matches. This is going to lead me to tell you about something that I did today. Anyway, in addition to some things that need to be said to other players, I'm going to use weird science catchphrases, he says. So what he's okay. saying in all this jumbled up mess is that he plays Rocket League. I feel you lost. end up being know. able to have a quick chat where you can hit a button and then it pops up so you don't have to okay. type it in. And the quick chat messages you can change. So he wants to be able to throw in some 
weird science catchphrases. So like somebody does something to him and he hits that and it ends up, you know, hey, there's Ooh, no yeah. time for the hyper time. Yeah. Something like that. But he says he wants to do that. And here is his list. He he can't think of a lot, so he needs help in saying. <laughs> not only can he not think of a lot, but he's going to make up a lot. Well, here we go. He says, some of mine are below. These are his favorite catchphrases. Now, get this. These are his favorite catchphrases that he seems to think that we say a lot, right? Or or wrong turn or whatnot. So he says, some of mine are below. It's bananas. But I just started to think about it. Number, should I go five to one? I will go yes, that. Number that. five. Eric, number five, I know this is on everybody's tip of their tongue. Now, everybody think of the catchphrases. Think the of the things like catchphrases that you know and love. Yeah, say that like one of them might be, you know, I'll just, you know. Hello, weird science. There is there one. Go. Okay, there, there is a catchphrase. I got a no time for the hyper time. No time for the hyper time. You can end up, uh, you know, hello, Kilgrims, right? His Kinda. first one is go read comics. <laughs> It's right up there with CU and Seven in my mind. Go read comics. That's what he said. All right. Go read comics, everybody. Catchphrase. Uh, number four. Thank again, you, Ben Chip. Again, number four. With a bullet. Now, this is with a bullet. Number four. Wrong turn. That's that's wrong turn. Wrong so, turn. Wrong turn. Remember, he did have that at one point in that one song. It, it ain't Must right. Be Superman Reborn. Wrong turn. Okay, there you go. Uh, what else? What else comes to mind when you think about catchphrases on our show well he says number three not a catchphrase per se per, per se, se not like the other ones yeah but going to use it and what it is is bananas dot 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 b-a-n-a-n-a-s and then just says from a recent podcast. you know thank god it's friday but the recent one we just had that as the theme from a recent podcast i, mean, oh. recent, I think we've only had that for what Three to four episodes? Yeah, I think it's like at five or six now. Is but it? still, it's it's rather recent now. But you know, Gwen Stefani spelling up bananas is obviously a weird science catchphrase. Yes. Again, though, <laughs> it's pure out weird science, right? I, I want to make sure that everybody knows this. I knew about this mail ahead of time, so I've been making sure to say bananas as much as possible throughout this podcast to make it our, our freaking thing. So It's now the deal. If we would have played up the game catchphrase. right, that, that would have been where I would have had music playing, and that would have been the secret word. So now it is. But the idea that he's now going to put as something of a catchphrase here, bananas, dot, 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 B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> you think you are better than me? Number two. Spelling things out. Number two, with a bullet, get fresh crew, whoop, whoop. Okay. okay. He kind of gets that. there. And That's Eric, why it's number two. It works. Number one. Boosh. He ends up all right. And the thing is, I love the idea that it's Boosh. I just don't feel like I've said Boosh regularly in like four years. Yeah, it has been a while. Now, with that, I want to show Manship how you do this because I have my top five at the moment of the things that I think are the top five in my heart, of my heart of hearts right now. And we're going to start with number five. People might get mad that it's this low on the list here, Eric, but it is. Edit that out. Edit that out there from the edit that out girl, Jess. You, you, right there. Number two, I already played it. Is that Hello, a catchphrase or a soundbite, though? It, it's more of a threat, I think, okay. Eric, is what it was. But there's my other one. Number four. Hello, weird science. Dan's Hello, weird science. I Classic get a kick out of that. And I like to Hello, just keep science. doing it. And then I have his other one and drive you nuts. Number three. I'm surprised he just didn't put fart board. Also as one, like that catchphrase. Number three, Eric, uh, you know him. 
You love him. Must be Superman Reborn. Must Classic. be Superman Reborn I wish from it was Superman Reborn turn. all the time so we just keep playing it. It would have been so good. Uh, but, you know, there we go. Number two, uh, the most recent one on my list. Story I, of a continuity. And number two is one of my favorite recent ones. I think that it's great, Eric. It's you. Ghost Truck. Uh-uh. I love it. I love the Ghost <laughs> Truck and the Hong Kong, just like I like Jess with Edited Out and the Door Edit Smile. that out. Yes. Door slams a catchphrase on its own. Number one, how did he not say this one or know this? It also ends up fitting so well with what he's trying to do with this stupid Rocket League manship. There is only one choice of a number one. I like the killing. That has to be number one. See, my I number like one the is killing. See on seven. C-17, I, I like the killing. It is said in almost every episode. It might be every episode. Yeah, but again, that's just kind of a sign-off. I, I still like I like it. the killing. Now, with that, you also have such classes. If you're going to go with not a weird science deal, you end I'm up, you know, that. You also have, you know, the guy's drunk, things like that. Not bananas or go read comics, man. That man ship doesn't know what he's doing. Not even it's built on a foundation of sand. Yeah, yeah, really. I ended up where... Stole that from Dr. Phil. <laughs> that's right. Also, well, that, like that, that's why. Like yeah, I like my violence, domestic. Oh yeah, you like that? How about bullshit on bullshit? Bullshit is bullshit. We got that's a recent, lot of them there. That's recent. So, uh, how about the one where I had about Dick Grayson? We, we don't say that one, but we end up where that was. I like. I want to touch his butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I said, ah, oh, yes, it works in so many levels, Eric. But yeah, manship. He works on no levels. When I read the email, I started laughing so hard. I'm like, I am going to read Comedy this one on the podcast. You're, you're just crazy, man. I can just imagine him. He's like, somebody, you know, he beats him Rocket League and he just hits the deal. Go read comics. He's like, I got them weird science style. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, see you on 7 would work better than go read comics. Also, just the idea of, you know, I've read comics most of my life. There's yeah. a deal as well. Go read comics. And, and, about that too. And the classic. We might even hear that next, Eric. The classic. Wrong turn. <laughs> what a you quote. Know, wrong turn. What a quote. But hey, everybody, that is the mail. Thanks, everybody. Especially Manship. He always tickles my fancy. But yeah, if you want to be involved again, you can look at the show notes. Yeah. That'll give you the deal. But it is weird science DC comics at Gmail. Dot com. I do like that too. <laughs> that is pretty good. There's a lot of them. I mean, just Christine and I. I don't even know that anybody could ever say the mangled up deal that she ended up saying weird uh, for science comics blog dot blogspots.com. <laughs> what are you Thank doing you, there, jerk? She didn't want to talk to us, and then she did that. I Christine, that though. Christine, yeah, yeah, that was trouble. But with all that, that's the mail. We're gonna go off now. We have two more books to end the podcast, including, thankfully. What is the last issue of the terror, uh, pretty much the worst run ever of Just League with a Brian Michael Bettis. But we'll be back with that in a sec. He got his first real comic, got it at a five and nine. Read it to his fingers glad, been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jay quit, Knuckles got married Young as was, and we're gonna get far When he looks back now Did he ever bother ever? And now that he has a choice He told Jesse he would marry her never Eric's let comics most of 
Yes, there it is, Eric. There is a song about that. Uh, that is the deal. And, and really, what really comes to mind when I hear that, Eric. Go read comics. Oh, my goodness, Eric. Catchphrase. That catchphrase. <laughs> catchphrase. All right. But we have two more books. That's just going to be a catchphrase. Catchphrase. It will be. That would be great, too. White Sides catchphrase. We end up having the penultimate issue of the Blue and Gold book, and then we'll have the ending of the crazy run of Brian Michael Bennis on a Justice the League. The one week long Crazy Adventures of the Justice League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sent you that. I put that in the Slack, too. I'm like, really? Like, there are a couple things when we get to it it really felt like a punch in the face uh, in that book of like, hey, I'm going to tell you. That. No, I'm not. Hey, I'll tell you. No, I'm not. Hey, that's, you know all this stuff. we do. You know all that stuff that went on, you know, one week. Hot week, that was. Holy moly. Yeah, how could that be going on like that? It's so weird that you end up having a book that is one of the biggest, if not the flagship, the flagship title, yeah. and you end up using it as the mouthpiece PR deal of your Naomi nonsense to the point where you have to limit that book because you can't go too far because, oh, Naomi, you can't do anything crazy. We got to save that nonsense. You mean Queen Naomi? It, it is. I'm, yes. <laughs> Queen Naomi. It is a Soon travesty. A travesty, Eric. What do you think 10 years from now, people are they even going to remember who any of And I'm not She's Naomi. I'm, Mark saying, Shaw. I'm more talking about the idea of Brian Michael Bendis at at DC. Or is it just going to be this little bookmark of, yeah, that is, I imagine it's going to be like Heroes in Christ. So people are going to come out and say how much they liked it. Yeah. Oh, man, I loved his checkmate. I'm like, check, please, Eric. I still see people I say that, though. I, I, I don't get it. Hello, weird science. Hi, Dan. What are you still doing around? I don't Everybody. know. The greatest oh, event of the 2010s and the 2020s. Obviously, it was Event Leviathan. Holy moly. Event. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. We're going to start with Blue and Gold, Eric, before we lose our minds completely. It's Blue and Gold, number seven, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Phil Hester, Eric Gapster, Paul Pelletier, Norm Rapman, Chris Sotomayor, and Rob Lay. So we go into this, and it really struck me when I was reading this, the idea that you brought up last issue, the idea that Dan Jurgens, oh my God, he's using this series to answer some questions from before, the idea of the mother of Rip Hunter. So you end up where we play that. So then in this issue, I'm like, ah, oh, and I, I, it kind of threw me off at the beginning when you start up because I couldn't really remember how last issue ended, and this one just ends up with commercials. Where it's, hey, look at us. We got saved by the blue and golds. They end up doing this. It's nice. It's fine. Hire us for anything you need for free. And then you go off to the Jaime Reyes gear where, where he has all these, you know, mechanical deals and tubes in his eyes and that horrific He's all deal, hooked up to things. Where you see that somebody. At the end of the last issue, we saw that Jaime Reyes was watching the blue and gold team take out the problems that they had with the alien princess. And then he was kidnapped by somebody. Yeah. So the idea that he's kidnapped by somebody, somebody who also has this null effects that's going to end up going and attacking no the effects, blue and this gold. big devil beast that will go to be sprung about on our blue and gold team this idea this no effects it's such a weird roundabout way to get the whole like he's got chronal energy that i can detect this from the 25th century the same place you're from booster but it's such like a weird thing because we don't do anything with that except to get to our big reveal about who actually kidnapped Jaime and who was behind this no effects enemy yeah and that's my problem here is this issue then again seems like dan jurgens is now using this as this hail mary deal of oh my god I'm going to give uh, some reveals of things from the past that I want to actually reveal some things. And this one being the identity of Black Beetle. 
And so when you have that by the end, I'm like, what was the series all about? Come on, you're just it ending up at the end blue here. And gold being heroes for hire, Jim. Yeah, well, at the end of this now, we have two issues in a row that seem more concerned of, hey, remember that thing that people might have wanted to know? Well, I'm going to tell you now. And then when we get to it, we never found out who Black Beetle was. No, it says in the thing that his, his identity was never revealed. Some I thought we did. Man, they said that that's the thing. So I think that this is his idea of, oh, my God, let's do that. Because it Black Beetle here just because of the Blue Beetle connection and the idea of that, but also being from the 25th century where he wants to have his ideal future be by going back in the past and stuff like that to create. It's one of those things we always talk about. Where the big bads of any big event, the whole like catalyst for what they want is they want to create their perfect world. Whether or not it's going to be Pariah and Dark Crisis or even Superboy Prime or even like, you know, Hal Jordan and like doing Zero Hour, you always have the situation like this. It seems like Black Beetle wants to be back and do the same thing. Black Beetle's a pretty big deal. I mean, you have this. Why wasn't this something where all along we saw him in the background doing some things while all this went? It just kind of comes here. We have that too long. And now we have this. And even then it says next issue. The identity of Black Beetle revealed at last. Okay. So it's all played out I that didn't way. I realize that was something I needed to worry yeah, about Yeah, so for it some seems reason. again like like Dan Jurgens thinks, well, I'm not going to be able to do this that much longer. And, you know, we're not going to get oh this book God, or whatever. Oh, my God, Booster's other kid. Freaking could not rip Hunter, but rip Hunter's brother. And then we find out that Terry's their mother as well. <laughs> it's like the whole crazy thing in my mind is that makes a niche book even more so with the idea of this is a very specific thing for a specific crowd and in the meantime hopefully a booster gold crowd this issue doesn't really do that much you end up having the snow effects that attacks them and it's just a big brute of a creature that's going around there like absorbs energy so we have to take them down without energy tactics and it's we said all along this series has been one of those where it doesn't anger me when i'm reading it it's it's okay but it's not anything that I think is great either. And it's, that's how this issue is. Some of the things going on, we wanted to see Jaime with, you know, Ted and Booster. And we do get that. I thought that there was going to be some other thing at play. Like the idea that you end up having Jaime captured by what ends up being Black Beetle. Black I thought Beetle, that yeah. he ended up doing something weird that when he get Well, you, you obviously want something here because Jaime is all tied up, hooked up to these cables and stuff like that until he finally comes to, frees himself, and comes to help the blue and gold team. But how did he just get out? What was being done in this situation? Does it relate to what we're doing? Or we're just getting Jaime off the board because they didn't want extra help with blue and gold? You don't know, but he just comes to take on null effects. And even by the end where you have the majority of this issue taking place with this big battle, you know, that we're destroying things left and right. We have to teleport null effects away. When we have this situation, it just becomes a force field around null effects face where he then uses his, like, uh, his disintegration beams and it re- they reflect back bullet, disintegrate his own head. Oh my God, we killed that guy. Oh, well, we just move on from the scene. The scene to be like, it almost felt like it should have been this big defining moment. Like, oh, my God, what did we do? We can't be heroes anymore. We killed this monster being. And the weird thing, the way I think they're playing it out, that it doesn't matter because Skeets is saying, and he keeps saying, there's no record of this guy. There's no record yeah. of this guy ever. And I think they're playing just out the idea energy. of like, all right, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Nobody's going to miss that guy. Streamed. Everybody saw it happen. Are you, are you playing the idea that, the you know, oh, it wasn't us that killed him. It was no effects. I didn't realize we had a force. Look, run. if it you was don't have a social security number, you're not a person. It was apparently. very, don't very worry odd about it. with the idea that they legitimately, like you said, I thought this was going to be something where they're like, oh, my God, like we what can't we kill do? people or somebody's showing up. But even Jaime there, he gets out of these cables and things. He ends up, there's a, a screen. He sees null effects. He sees the battle going on. He doesn't know who actually captured him, but then ends up saying, 
I don't think it was Null Effects. I think there was somebody else. And then just like, and I'm thinking the idea that this guy, was he able to mess with the Scarab? Is, is there something well, going on something that's like going to that. be... Where they're going to take Jaime in and he's going to be the dupe. That's going to be the thing that brings it. But it doesn't seem that way. It seems like Jaime's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go this way. And even with it, it seems like it seems like Dan Jurgens is kind of playing loose with the idea of the scarab and, and the blue beetle stuff. And it, it's a cool idea to have Jaime. What's well, one of those weird on things? You have you have Jaime here who by the end of this whole thing, because Jaime does come and save the day for with you know Booster and Ted. What are they like? Oh my God, we can have blue and blue and gold kind of thing. You should join the team. And he's like, no, I don't want to be the shadowing. Like, I don't want you guys shadowing over me where I'm the odd guy. Yeah, I, I've spent so much time forcing, like forging my own path. I just need to be on my own. And it felt weird, especially because I don't know. Jaime's been weird to me lately. Every time he's been represented, because usually I personally like the freaking scarab talking to him and him talking back and people not understanding what this is about. You don't have the scarab talk here. And just the idea that we've seen him, he hasn't been around, but even in his own book, it still felt like it was a relatively new thing, almost Naomi style, where he hasn't been out and about forging his own path because he's barely a character that has gotten used uh, over the past decade. Yeah, and the last time we really saw him, really saw him, he was in the book, his own book with Ted. And Ted had, well, he had the heart condition, but they were, well, Ted was you know, training he him? was training him and things like that. And I, new? I at least wanted something of like a, a timestamp on this where Ted's like, hey, you, you've been doing really well for yourself. Oh, my God, you really progressed. If In a world where everything matters, which was the hallmark of Infinite Frontier and stuff, this is a character who's been around for a while. He was the linchpin to take down the, like the Omax during the Infinite Crisis, stuff like that. And he has been around. He has kicked some serious ass left and right. He was part of the revamp to like Justice League Inter- uh, International during the, the Justice League uh, uh, Generation Lost thing towards the end of uh, the pre-Flashpoint continuity into the New 52. He was huge in that. And he had been building this. It's just even in his New 52 series, I thought he was really badass and cool. That guy canceled. And we've had one small series of it where it started saying, Oh no, this isn't tech. This is magic. And I'm like, don't do that. And it just kind of, then by the end of that series, it kind of went back to tech and it never really felt like it mattered. It really and now around. here we get to see him, but like, I don't want to be in your shadow and I can understand that, but what are you doing otherwise? Now with that, the weird thing about this is, is that you do have a blue beetle deal coming up and this ends up where, and I'm talking movie stuff and, and whatnot okay. going down the so line. Like, do we? What's going on? What do you know? With that, this really felt like, I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but I ended up where me and you were both excited. I was more excited for you because you do love Jaime. I but the idea Jaime. of having Jaime with Ted and so then Booster. I was mad when Jaime came around when Ted died because I love Ted Cord so much. And then Jaime, in my mind, actually made Blue Beetle so much cooler than he was previously. Yeah, and especially him. the idea of a young kid with this alien tech that's all powerful. Plus also the scourge of the Green Lanterns. I'm like, this is everything that I want from a character. And then he just went like he ghosted everybody. Yeah. Now – I, I actually was going to say that I I'd love the I love the idea of having him and Ted. It's not that actually I I wanted to see Booster and Jaime. Oh, Booster and Jaime back when Ted was dead was a great yeah, duo. I wanted great to pairing. see more of that. And by the end of this, it feels like a missed opportunity. He just shows up. Oh my God! Somebody captured me. Hey, I'm going to help you out. At one point, even plays off where you end up having them teleport this null effects out and you have Jaime say oh man can you put that in my armor 
I'm like, that there doesn't is only feel one right. Buggles. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't feel right though. The idea of like it's a scarab well, deal, especially because we don't have the scarabs. They like you have Buggles saying certainly not. There's only ever there is and only ever will be one of me, which is weird because I feel like Buggles is the precursor to what Skeets will be in the 25th century because that is core tech and Skeets. But I wanted the the, the scarab to actually say this to Jaime instead of Buggles. And it would you could have had a bunch of things. And again, maybe one issue is the reason why you can't have some things. But yeah, Buggles, Skeets, and then the scarab. That could have been solid gold comedy as this all goes on and whatnot, but you don't even have the Scarab even peep anything. Well, I, I don't think we had the Scarab talk in this last series yeah, as well. Yeah, you end up having Jaime just basically like, well, I, I want to be my own guy and I'm going to leave. And it just felt like, why were you here? There really wasn't any Well, even reason. when we had him show up here, when was like he realizes that Nullifex is an energy-absorbing character, he keeps getting stronger because of the weapons that our characters use. So you got to use Sonics and light stuff, but... He just ends up using the Scarab, and I can't say the Scarab can't do this, because the Scarab can do amazing things in different ways, but he ends up making Uzis out of the Scarab with actual lead bullets to fire at the same yeah, head physical sack instead of the energy burst that he usually had, because, you know, Jaime can create a freaking energy cannon, which makes sense for the tech, but I don't know what he's doing here. I'm not going to say that I have... I can remember everything that the Scarab has ever done, but maybe this is a little too far in my mind. I just thought that by the end, you just didn't do but anything with it. there were casings coming out of his arms at this point when they're ejected out. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, so by the end, they end up taking down, and like you said, they pretty much kill Null Effects, but we hardly knew ye. At the, all, all through this, you end up having social Thank media comments, <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. And then by the end, even at one point, they're talking, and they want to start, they're, they're getting crowdfunded and things, but they want to up the ante, all these things coming down. But by the end, then you end up seeing that the big thing behind all this was Black Beetle. And again, this is big. And I thought that we should have had this as a little aside. Who is the person who keeps messing with them? And he ended up doing too much with the Omnizons and things that, that, that really didn't hit. Now, all of a sudden, Black Beetle, and we have one more issue left? Uh, it seems weird. I would have liked Black Beetle the entire yeah, time. Yeah, the entire time. And even if it was something that he set up beyond the songs, and then he did this or he did that, but now it's just out of nowhere he comes. Oh, my God, I sense 25th century, you know, the chronal patterns, and then that's what makes sense, that it is Black Beetle. But by the end, you're like, man, you, you waste a lot of time. We should have had more of that before. But that, that's the end, and it does say, like I said, the identity of Black Beetle finally revealed revealed at last and you're like well we didn't even know i didn't know i just ended up looking up stuff then just to make sure so it does seem like this at the end after the omnison nonsense it ends up where dan jurgens is using this mini series to try to you know hey all these things that weren't explained before little things maybe i'll throw that in and give you a little wink winks and stuff so yeah, I'm with sure the, that the reveal of the Black Beetle and how that works, because it's probably going to be something weird where it is a Ted Cord from the future, time traveling, different things. But with the reveal, I really do hope that we get Rip Hunter back to help with the time travel thing that, like, you know, help his dad out, booster stuff, and stop Black Beetle for where also get his identity, but also Rip's mother's identity. Yeah, we'll that is see. something that I do care about. Yeah, we'll see. So we have one more issue, but this I thought. It's just like every other one, but I'm, I'm going to give it a 6.5. I do like the art. I thought that's pretty cool, but oh, really, it's just kind of a book that's there. If you want a little more Ted, you want a little more Booster, a little Bull and Gold, it, it's okay. Oh, even a little bit more Jaime. Yeah, what would you give it? 6.8 out of 10. Okay. Like you said, the art's great, but just the idea that we're doing this out of nowhere. Most of the, the story is about a character that nobody cares about. It's new, no effects. He gets his head blown up. Nobody cares about the motivation behind it feels weird. Jaime's inclusion feels weird. It's just cool fan service for what it is, but by the end, Black Beetle, it is kind of cool. 
it just feels like we got here way too late. Yeah, we got here way too late. Go read comics. Go read comics, Eric. It's just like we always say. Uh, but we, have, we have one more uh, book left. If it's a doozy, Eric. And Blue and Gold is a masterpiece compared to what we're going to deal with here in Justice League number 74, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Simon Kudransky, Emmanuel Lupacino, Waybon Graal Badger, Hi-Fi, and Josh Reed. And this is the final issue of Bendis' run, his final issue on the Justice League, and hopefully... He hasn't done enough damage to make sure that Just Like Stay Dead after Joshua Williamson gets into his dark crisis because what a bad run. This oh is my this God. whole thing where you have an amazing team put together all your favorite Just League members plus Black Adam and Hippolyta. You throw Naomi in there because obviously that's what you're going to do, but you have a, a unique thing here. And the entire series is all about pushing other Bendis characters from the Superman run and also making sure that Naomi is the most over character ever in DC Comics and none of it works. Yeah, so with that, you ended up having Naomi being taken by Naboo and we're going to end up having this what stuff kind you? of deal. What are you? Your powers. I sense difference. I, I sense something that can win the day. What are your the powers? The most amazing thing I've ever seen in my and, life. And he ends up with this of, you know, oh, I'm going to tell you what your powers are. What is your origin? And then, up, yeah, I don't want to tell you that. I'm like, really? Like, that's what you're going to play here. This nonsense that you've been keep on going on and on and on about. And you want to tease people? That is a punch in the face. Naomi, what are your powers? Well, for all we know at this point in time is that she has Omega level powers. Whatever the fuck that means. But by the end of this, because we have Xanadoth as our big bad in the body of Black Adam. We need to find a way to take Xanadoth, the Lord, the original Lord of the Lords of Chaos. We need to take this being down and all, everything we keep throwing at it's not enough. You could have page after page of Blackwood's magic. And you know what? You will. And none of this is going to affect the Lord of the Lords of Chaos. But thankfully, we find out by the end of this issue that Naomi, she's actually a conduit for magic. So if we put our magic through Naomi, she can enhance it to the point where we can defeat Xanadoth. But that's not the only thing we need to learn about. Because at the end of the last issue, not only was Naomi kidnapped by Naboo, but Xanadoth kidnapped Madame Xanadu, and we were told, is there a connection? What does Xanadu to Xanadoth? And right when you think you might have an actual piece of a story that you care about, Xanadoth says, you know what the connection is? Fuck it, I'm not going to tell you. We actually have a whole half a book to set up. We kidnap Xanadu, we have a whole opening here about the idea of it, and for our final issue of his run, he decides, why bother telling a story now? Fuck off. Fuck you! That, that's all, because in two spread pages, a lot of spread pages, again, he always does, you end up having Naboo say, Child, I've never Child. experienced a being made of your precise energy. Tell me your origin. And uh -huh. Naomi goes, could we not? The world might be burning. I agree. I agree. Could we not? Okay. Let's go. And I'm like, why bring okay. it up, you asshole? Why fuck the you! fuck are you doing this? Where everybody wants to know uh, some of these things or whatever, and you're not going to do that. Next page, well, you go. That because even talking about what we know from Naomi, like her world seems to exist outside of the multiverse, but we can still get there through the freaking cosmic treadmill with the Flash. None of it made sense. None of it makes sense. And this is how he plays the game. This is why he never worked at DC. He didn't care about any of the characters. He didn't care about shit. He fudged everything. At one point, they were even having Tim Drake and Stephanie Brown. Could we go see the Doc Samsons? I'm like, go fuck oh, yourself, you asshole. And then we go with this. I don't want to be too negative, but you end up that next this page. Way, yeah. Hey, Xanada. I thought we had a connection. And it's one thing to just go like, oh, we didn't find that out, right? But then he says, well, madam, back in what is called the ancient times. Well, actually, no, I don't think I'll tell you. Like, I don't need to tell you, you anything. Why, like, why are, are you we here? even starting that you waste two pages now of a stupid-ass story? Actually, four, because there's spread pages of 
Yeah, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> Does he think that people hashtag Bendis cut? Nobody's doing that hashtag, like, Eric. The thing is, I'm trying to figure this thing out because was the only reason that Xanadoth kidnapped Xanadu and took her back to Kondok, which is Black Adam's home country, was the only reason that we had to get her back here was for the Just League to follow so you could have this big fight where a lot of Kondok was destroyed just so the Just League would say, you know what, buddy Black Adam, you're a part of the Just League. That means we're going to help you fix up the place. Is that the only reason we're here? I and we guess. decided to fudge it? It's like, I'm not going to tell you why I did this. Well, we're not going to tell anything. So then I think that the idea, the script said, make some really wonky ass art so nobody can tell what the fuck is going on because I really don't have a thing. I got so There is lost. so much blues and reds that are just over the top. And we usually, I will never say that the coloring ruins a comic. It's usually like a style of the art of the pencil or stuff like that. Even some like, you I know, couldn't tell overshading what was going on. and some inking. The color is such a hindrance to this whole thing. Like, I feel like, I don't know who half the characters are doing things in this. Like, out of, out of nowhere, Batman could be doing fucking backwards magic. Yeah, I don't know. And then there's backwards magic? That's really, I mean, really? You're doing all this nonsense to do nothing. Well, the even idea... the idea where Xanadoth has, it looks like the freaking helm on, and, like, I, I didn't realize that at first, because Xanadoth as its own entity kind of looks like it has a helmet, even though Xanadoth is supposed to be in the Black Adam body, so it seems like this is such a weird situation that you're throwing at us. So, all this is going on. I can't follow it, but it's just punchy, punchy, shoot magic, whatever. Everybody's screaming. I don't know who's who at points. And then you end up where Naomi shows up and you end up. So what now, Naboo? Unleash. Now? Yes, now. Sorry. Still new. Fuck you! Uh, it, what are you doing here? This is so ridiculous. This run, the, the idea that we're happy that this is over it's at least five months too late. This is just nonsense. Five years it's so too late. Nonsense that that this ended up having anything going on with this because this was terrible. I see reviews. This was a great ending to an awesome run. Really, truly. <laughs> and so all this goes on where Naomi really doesn't do things, but oh. it's because she amplifies. The <laughs> thing is, not even the idea of the amplification, but when you have the backwards magic and what you're trying to do, I didn't even understand the logic behind this because we're trying to separate uh, Xanadoth from Black Adam, so like you know to get that power Shazam out of the way because you don't want to have that, and also have Black Adam help you out here. And it seems that the backward magic is about possession complete. I'm like that seems like the reverse of what you want to do. You don't want to have the possession complete here, but they keep saying in backwards magic possession complete. And I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? I think are, it's are supposed to be like complete, agent? like ended, but it doesn't play out right. Then you have to reset things. So Naboo just, hey, Khalid, I think we should get back together. I think that we're pretty cool together, so we're gonna do that. But even then, all the shit going down. It's just it's just nonsense. And the idea that they explain, well, Naomi's powers, and you're going to get back to that idea of Naomi having a similar power set to Superman, which was originally the thing that kind of got pushed aside. And we don't even know what the powers are. But because Superman's powers are not great against that, that must mean that Naomi's amplify it. And that's the big reveal. Really? Like, that's how you're going to end this nonsense? And just well, even the idea that, like, when I was already mad about the Xanadu-Xanadoth connection being nothing and actually being told in my to my face that, like, don't worry about it, I'm not going to tell you. Naomi's bullshit has already put me up. I thought at the point in time where we had all our heroes here, JLD and Just Sleep together, you know, like, kicking ass troll, trying to kick ass and take some names, when it's all down to Constantine there just lighting a cigarette and actually throwing some wisdom, some logic, and actually some storytelling with the idea to talk the Lord of the Lord of Chaos down because if you go into, like, you know, Take over the world like this. You it's feed like the off vampires. of chaos. 
You need to have a balance in order for this. There has to be order and there has to be chaos. You're feeding on the chaos, but if you tip the scales to the point where there's all chaos, you have nothing to feed off of because there's, there's no balance at all because you need to create it in order to survive. He is giving this long-winded idea of logic, which I'm like, this is the best part of the story to me because it makes sense only for it to be a diversion for like, you know, there was that a doctor freaking you know, listen for a second. And I'm like, so this, as well as everything else, bullshit. meant nothing because we're just going to have Naomi show up and take care of business. And it did remind me, like I said, the idea of that you can't, the vampires can't kill all the humans because then you don't have anything to feed. It was kind of like in he, my like mind that even deal. Black Adam showing up with the Aquaman's trident and Hippolyta's shield, Wonder Woman's shield, to take on the power, like, you know, take on Xanadoth with these weapons. Like, why didn't you use the nth metal mace of Hawkwoman who can freak or Hawkgirl who can, you know, it negates magic? Why yeah. didn't we do anything with that he instead doesn't of understand. Trident? And why do you have these things? Because even on the cover, Black Adam has the, the mace and the trident. He has, he has it there. He's holding it oh, in the one does, hand, yeah. but he doesn't end up using it. And that, again, this is a guy who thought that Aquaman needed to have water splashed on him to be able to do any sort of, you know, powers or anything like that he, he doesn't You're about know 35 years too late he does no. not know what's going on and even in this i know that it's a recent deal but you end up having hippolyta in this which you know it's it's a timing deal but yeah in this all of a sudden her her and, and black adam are just best friends oh man that was great our week together on this jess league has really made us closer all this happens naomi amplifies magic it's all done they end up picking up the pieces everybody's shaking hands high-fiving and then Batman goes to Naomi and he goes, boy, and, and just to spell out, I, I was going to say this Lord of Chaos slash Checkmate slash Space Monster Week was quite Sinmar. an ordeal. So you had the whole deal of Checkmate, this Lord of Chaos, Royal and Flush Sinmar, guy. all of that going down one week, one week. And yep. he really, you really want us to think because your ass wants to go over to the a Naomi book to be able to then say, well, not much has happened. She didn't learn that much. She was only in the Just League for a week. Powers for three yeah, weeks. she's only had these things going, and she's telling everybody. But the idea that he's more concerned about a timeline of Naomi than he is with the Justice League book, and this is complete and utter nonsense. That is so bad that that's what his main concern, and has always been his main concern. And why was he allowed to be on this book? This is awful. This is ridiculous, and DC better—they better end up wising up here. Hey, comics, go read them. Uh, see, that's what we want. <laughs> the idea of the—just—he never got any of the characters right. The and voices this is are why wrong. We have to kill the Justice League, and yeah, really, bring it on, bury all of them, and then just hopefully when they come people back, people forget about this and just wish they had a Justice League. So when they do come back, no matter what happened before, it'll be refreshing. I'm telling you, I hope that when they come back, there's a mention of man. What did we last do? I can't remember. And this is completely skipped. Well, I think that was death metal. I don't know. They're like, Naomi, who? It just is so ridiculous that this book hinged on nothing but Naomi and other characters that he didn't get to tell enough of. I mean, really, Rogozar not showing up in this finale really shocks me. The only thing we did with Black Adam on this team was have him be possessed by Xenoboth at the end here. (laughs) What did we do with Apollida? She's done nothing. And the team... Black Canary called- was portrayed as an idiot the entire time. Hawkgirl's done nothing. And Green Arrow was just there to fund everything and talk about Checkmate. A Hawkgirl, all she was there for somebody to say, huh, that reminds me of a Thanagarian thing. What do you think, Hawkgirl? She's like, well, I'm not really Thanagarian, but I'm going... Like, all these things going on just was nothing. I mean, and then he ends up well, grabbing the, the Justice League Dark. End. 
when you when you're leaving at the end, you're having your big rah rah moment where you're showing your team leave for like the final time of your run. When you have it all together here with Eric Gasper and Phil Hester, you know here's the classic: Hawk Girl, Martian Manhunter, Diana, Wonder Woman, Hal Jordan, Black Adam, Aquaman, Frankenstein. Frankenstein's Helena, in the back. Naomi, Flash, <laughs> Detective Chip, Black Canary, and Green Arrow. And, and the art there isn't even that great in my mind. It looks no. like kid Frankenstein. It's like teenage Frankenstein. But you know, the, wait the up Justice for me. We've all done love this run. Wait up. Oh my God, wait up for me. He's like, I'm, I'm almost the here. the swamp thing that you just had help save the day for that doesn't belong in the JLD as it is. No, he's there. He's going to the thing earlier, but he's just there for. I but like why that. Is Diana and Hippolyta there. Dinah's like, this part comes with it too, where she's holding something. Something looks like he's supposed to be holding like a beer or something. Martian Manhunter. I, I even love that where Black Adam's like, I'm out of here. I don't need to clean up. No, no, that's part of this too, Black. He's like, screw that. <laughs> I'm up the conduct. Oh my goodness. But Frankenstein, Frankenstein is actually trying to catch up the Aquaman because they're going to head off to Mars. Hey, guys, hey, wait up. hey, everybody. I just love that he's it's in the me, background. Frankie. I mean, you don't even have like the classic Why? feel like you don't even have here the Wonder Twins that you use like nonsense and things like that. Frankenstein just running. It's so ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. But the classic just like you've come to know and love throughout this Bendis run. Martian Manhunter, Hawkgirl, Wonder Woman, how Jordan is Green Lantern, Black Jordan, Black, Black Adam, Aquaman, Frankenstein, Hippolyta, <laughs> Wally West, Flash, <laughs> Detective Chimp, Naomi, Black Canary, and Green Arrow. Detective Chimp is running as fast as Flash. <laughs> Honestly, I don't trust Chimp. So they're they're terrible. Look at guy running, and if it was me, definitely I'd have that hat a little extra so it would fly off. Look like I'm really fast. Oh, there. definitely. Only, I, also with that. It's all Little League was, is trying to show people how fast it was my hat flying yeah. off. What is going on? Because Apollo, Flash, and, and Detective Chimp, they look like they're running, right? Dinah's in front of Detective Chimp with that stupid step where she's not really running, she's but still. she's going to end up blocking. He's going to kill Detective Chimp there. And then gonna trip. He ain't faster than me, Chimp. Naomi's cheering, but almost taking out the junk of freaking Black Adam. What is Aquaman doing? He, he's on a wave of some sort. <laughs> you know, Aquaman. <laughs> what is that from? Well, the Frankenstein mountain? tries to catch Frankenstein's up. Frankenstein's just like, wait up, assholes. It's me, Frankie. Oh, and we thought that, you know, Dine and everybody else was treated bad. Say, what did Hal Jordan have to do? <laughs> Tell me, what, what construct? Martian men have been in the background this entire time. What construct is Hal doing? What is that, clouds? That's also, a blob. Also, yeah, Martian Manhunter seemingly going the opposite direction. Fuck this noise. <laughs> yes, he's like, fuck this. I'm out. He's going off. Oh, my God. This is like the weirdest kind of play at the end to try to get the, oh, yeah, I see. They're all going to die because you have a Wonder wonderful. They're why? Oh, <laughs> so ridiculous. It's making me happy. <laughs> so, I mean, is, yeah, did you learn what you needed to learn hey, about Xanadol to real. make that character worthwhile in the Superman run because she only had two issues to be the big bad and that didn't really pan out. So when this is going to get started, I'm like, we have three issues here to really flesh out the character and make her a threat because she is the Lord of the Lords of Chaos. And turns out, I don't know if it more would have done it because it just would have been more bullshit. Uh, how it on bullshit. Minute. Seriously, though, we didn't really. <laughs> the other thing is there. They're there. They're done. Xanathoth. And it was a shame. Because you were excited that was a character that you thought was one of the things Could have used some more that work, Brian yeah. Michael Bendis might have actually been able to do something with. I don't know why you'd think that, but you did. But I'm you end idiot. up, I mean, it was a neat I'm a idea. Fucking idiot. It was a neat idea. At the end, the real thing going on is that you, 
Yeah, but Oliver, he's there on the thing. Hey, everybody, we got to go because the Legion of Doom has taken over. You know, Legion of Doom. (laughs) That's what's happening right now. It doesn't make sense. And then is this a drill? Also, you end up having while he's he's announcing this, Oliver has his feet up on the desk as if he's just punking them. But no, it's not a drill. You know. Does it feel weird that Kalex is in the Hall of Justice? Yeah, he's just hanging. Even then, where's John? Like, what's going on? So you end well, up. John's like, off planet, yeah, Jim. Well, yeah. Fat man set that up last year. They end up with this of the what? What's going on? What did we miss? Oh, the Legion of Doom. Is this a drill? No. Is this a drill? No. Do we do well, drills? Dude, no. Yeah, is this even a have drill? The thing where you know while I asked around, did I miss it? And who's hot on his heels? You know, Katana, the Justice League <laughs> member. <laughs> Katana. Where is she? I, I think that Frankenstein's like, hey, wait up, Katana needs to catch up. I don't know. You end up where they're all running together. <laughs> it's just cracking me up that page. I can't keep looking at Frankenstein. Teen Frankenstein. Hey, Slow ass Frankenstein. <laughs> Frank Jr. Wait up. Hey, everybody. And they're heading I must off. be mustard because you got to catch oh, up. Oh, my God. And, and so all. <laughs> They're going to stop the Legion of Doom, who's now attacking the Capitol. And then with that, you end up having you Apollo know. and Black Adam. Where Apollo, they, they should hate each other. Apollo's like, they're fine. They've had a week of team building yeah. exercises. We've lived a long time, Adam. It's another age of madness. We find ourselves no, in. No, an age of heroes. And he's like, I used to think so, too. But no, this is an age of heroes. As he goes, I'm like, I don't know. Y'all look like a bunch of schmucks here running around. <laughs> Detective Chip. Running, <laughs> are they just running to the Capitol here? I, I yeah. don't know what's going on here. Naomi's cheering. Like th- this is the idea. Like what are they doing here as they go to fight the, the Legion of assholes. Doom? The Legion of Doom. He he can't get out of his oh, way. Lex Luthor. He cannot get out of his own way with this bullshit. It's so ridiculous. But every ooh, time he opens his mouth, he's wrong about something. He is. He almost. I mean. The rest of the stuff, whatever, he kind of could have, you know, but then at the end, he's got to make it like this jokey type nonsense. Oh, my goodness. My score might have went up with that Frankenstein. That's the weird part about the situation, because you have Eric Scapster, like art at the end here, like the Simon Kudransky art, I thought was going to be a big hit for me, like even when the last issue, but for this arc in general, because I wasn't a fan of Phil Hester's art before. You have a bit of a, no, that wasn't the other one, but like I thought moving on, it was to be like, this is what Just League is supposed to look like. But with those panels against Xanadoth, with the darkness, just with blues and reds everywhere, you can barely tell what anybody looks like with the magic flying and bullshit. I think that the concept magic. might have been a cool idea, the but it didn't work might have been out. Cool. The it execution was out. terrible yeah, in my mind. So when you have this a little bit more lackluster art in my mind, when you have all these assholes running away that shouldn't be there, <laughs> it's somehow better. And I don't understand, but <laughs> makes me laugh. Is, I gave this a 3 out of 10 on the side. I could go down to a 2.5 just because I couldn't understand who was who in the majority of the fight of this. And even at the end, I, for some reason, when I read it before, I didn't see all these people that shouldn't be there. But it is the Hall of Justice where all heroes come and mingle because you have a, you have one of those things that we had during Scott Snyder trying to do with the Justice League United, uh, not United, um, Unlimited series where like, you know, like everybody's here. This is all the, the auxiliary crew. So everybody's just hanging out when they don't have stuff to do. But it just seems weird here for you to show, here's your Justice League, and there's just a bunch of people that you've never seen before in your life in this book. The idea of everybody hanging, that's fine, but when you get, like, how Jordan feels weird yeah. because he wasn't part of well, he's this. he's got to take and, on the Legion of Doom, Jim. Yeah, it's like, again, and, and so with that, 
Ben just trying to have fun. I mean, I, it made me laugh this last panel, but maybe this whole this series, maybe he should have just went like, "Hey, everybody, this is not in real." Con- I don't know because his stuff never feels like it really is playing in continuity. Anyway, no, it's in the Ben's continuity. Maybe he should have went more goofy. Tried to do some things here and tried to get Sinmar, Xanadoth, really pushing Naomi. And it just ended up being a joke. It ended up and where... Checkmate stuff and then Royal Flesh Gang I stuff. I mean, really, with Bendis, I, he must be really upset because his biggest PR agent just ended up ending because that's all this book was. It was a PR agent for Naomi and all this other nonsense he did before. Finally, we get the Justice League dying. I can't wait till we get back and to... And don't forget the Damon the Rose. Justice League. Yeah, Damon, all this stuff, Checkmate, all that Leonardo stuff Leonardo Lane. And so... When we do get back to a Justice League, I hope that this is one of those things where when they get somebody and whatnot, they think it through a little more and also have the idea where this is just there. Listen, don't bend us this shit up. Anybody on the Justice League should have this whole deal as a poster above their desk so they don't do nonsense because this has been really, really bad. And we've had some iffy stuff with the Justice League since even Scott Snyder and stuff because it ended up being kind of. Hey, the, the grab bag of people jumping in out and whatnot. Even parts of like the dark side were even towards the end of Je- like Jeff John stuff. Like it was like the thing is, I like the majority of that. Besides the Amazo virus, some of the dark side war stuff fell a little flat here and there because of all the times and how late it became. But ever since that ended, it's just been like a weird grab bag of nonsense. Yeah, and a lot of people like the even Scott Brian Hitch's Snyder run. deal. Brian Hitch's run was terrible. I mean, all Priest of these run. things going on. Priest was terrible. Like a lot of. A lot of people say, oh, that Venditti deal. Pew, pew. The Justice League feels like the Wonder Woman book anymore for her. Nobody knows what they're doing. And that's it. the thing. Uh, the problem is, is we want a Justice League. We want all the books to be must read, but the Justice League has to be. That's a foundation. You know, oh, foundation Eric of sand. Lee. Eric, Eric, Eric Lachey, he'd be spending his hard-earned allowance on this, and this is all he could buy because it was the book with all the best heroes in it. He don't need to be spending his money on this. Go Good read Eric comics. Go read comics, Eric. So... You need to get this back to being must read. You need to have this book be big. And if if you're going to do that, hopefully when they get back to, you know, the book eventually after the death, I hope it is something that's exciting and new, kind of like the love boat, right? Exciting and new. Kind of like my Justice League picks with Supergirl and Shazam and Firestorm and Cyborg. You've tried to force all these things, whatever, you know, you had a classic tight deal, then you had the unlimited, none of that. Just let's get somebody. Also, Let's get somebody who has a story. Let's get somebody who don't and just talent. throw somebody on there. Just don't say, oh, we want this person. Hey, go. No, have a, a deal and have people pitch you ideas and stories and then get somebody who wants to I write this. really want Please. somebody who cares about these characters and has a talent for writing. That's the thing. Bendis didn't know these characters. So all the characters care. were just based on something else he was doing. This Green Arrow was here because of Checkmate and the Green Arrow Checkmate deal. It, it never felt like Green Arrow. He's now like this guy who's just throwing money all around and Mr. Daddy Warbucks. It's so opposite of what uh, Green Arrow is. And he wasn't even the, the most irritating the thing of is, them all. It probably would have been Batman if DC didn't say Batman lost all his yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Bendis even Who got else that memo. Yeah, Ted just... Cord. <laughs> oh, he lost his money, <laughs> well, too. He's not allowed in. Green Arrow's all we have left. Yeah, I'm a, two, I'm a two terrific. out of ten for this. It's just, it's bad. It's really bad. And it got wonky with the art. The, the colors and all. It looks like it'd be a cool concept, but it, I lost it track of anything cool, that was going on. I couldn't on. tell nothing. Yeah, going, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't tell nothing either, Eric. I couldn't but tell what nothing is your, going on. What is your book of the week? 
My book of the week is a tie between Batman Superman World's Finest and Nightwing number 90. Yeah, mine is Batwing. Uh, Batwing. Mine is Batman Batwing. Superman World's Finest. That was mine. That is on the Patreon. So if you want to hear like me and Eric talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. Okay, more I couldn't than remember. That. Yeah, I ended up giving it uh, almost a nine, I believe. Okay. So, uh, but I 8. did. 8.8, eight, Julius? Yeah, one of those. I think it was an 8.8. I really did like it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it's something if you didn't read that. And you want something, you know, cool, fun. It's a little, uh, also, you know, past It's all Dick Grayson deal. in that book. No matter what Eric Shea or anybody else might tell you, apparently it's all Dick Grayson in that book. Also, me and you were talking. I mean, that's how much we liked it. We were actually talking about it between breaks here while we were recording tonight. And we did mention that both of us wanted to bring up on the Patreon spotlight the idea that they sent the Penguin to Blackgate because he wasn't crazy, crazy enough, enough and that's Arkham. something we love. I, spe- I say that all the time because I love the Penguin. Every time I see him in Arkham, I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, but it was a real fun, it's like a modern take on a Silver Age type feel and it, it felt cool. It, it was really nice. So, you know, go check that out. Get that also. Dick if you want to go, patreon.com slash weird science has that. But with all of that, we have a bunch of books as always next week, Eric. And yeah, go read comics, everybody. As I look at these, the only thing that comes to my mind is... Hey, comics, go read them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Ship, you did it. Uh, not exactly a full-out... Now, I'm going to say this, and when we go through, I'll see I'm wrong, but doesn't feel as much of a Batman-centric podcast I'll tell next you week. What's and it's, it's about time that we get something like that. But we end up where Brad, Brad with his big brain, he ended yeah. up saying that he really likes to hear us talk about something we love, and in particular, Action Comics, Eric. And that is uh, the first that one I'll mention. Right? And Action Comics number 1041. I'm really looking forward to that, but I'm also really looking forward to the Martian Manhunter backup that we've Me been too. really loving from Sean Aldrich. That's why I think Martian Manhunter was taking a Louie to go up to that at the end of the Justice League book. Aquaman, yeah, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, Eric. Penultimate issue, six or seven. Oh, my goodness. We'll see Dr. Dinosaur out and about. Anderton should be a doctor, but he's general a general. General Anderton. He's a general. Aquaman, number two, Eric. So I'm All looking right. forward to that. Let's see if that. There's no bats in any of these books. No. Deathstroke, Inc., number seven. That's setting up the. A, sh- a Batman event. <laughs> yeah, but it's setting up a Batman event, but he's not quite I know, it's in a this yet. War. And with that. It's a Robin event. I will tell everybody, if you're not keeping an eye on that book and whatnot, you are going to get a Do reveal it. of who Respawn is. So you can and if take you don't that. know who Respawn is, go read the comic series, because while it seemed like a goofy character, it feels like it's going bigger throughout that series, especially now that with Rose Wilson involved and showing up here for what's called on the cover of Deathstroke, Inc., a family reunion. A family reunion. So That's and, why I know what that means together. And what's cool about this is, and we'll talk about it in just a second, Robin is next week as well. So you have all these things coming. We have, Ooh, de- we have Detective Comics number 1058. Uh, we We're going to get the, the finale. Back. The finale of the Tower and the boys of the House of Gotham. So we'll, see. we'll see if it ties up. We'll see it. I don't think it will. That's just me, Eric. I might have a vendetta. I don't Where know. Where is Positive Who knows? Juliet? Oh, I, yeah, kind of run. I, I got a lot of laughs at that last page. <laughs> I was crying. I legitimately, I had to take my glasses off because I was crying. I was laughing so hard. That doesn't happen often. I'm sure there Tanya. It is. Frank and crying. I'm sure Tanya's pissed off. She's probably up there. Because you're like, having fun? Yeah. So Where does goes. he get off? He never cries and laughs with me. Just cries. You never laugh when I tell you jokes. I'm like, yeah, because your jokes suck, baby. That's what I say. And then she's like, I can see the problem. The other day, I walk up and I I ended up, I was recording. I forget what I was recording. It was one of these podcasts on the Patreon. So I get done and I wanted to talk to her. So I go up and I was so happy because she was in the bathroom. 
That means I don't have to go Weird. up another flight of stairs. But I end up like, oh, you're up. I thought she was still sleeping. It was pretty early, you know, like crack of noon. I end yeah. up like, oh, good, you're up. And she, as the joke, I, oh, good, you're up. And she goes, what? You think that all I do is sleep all day? I'm like, yep. I just, I was like Grandpa Simpson. I just turned right around, went downstairs, ah, screw you. Ah, yes. And then she was mad at me. And then I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Harley Quinn, number 13. I still have to tell you a story. I, I forgot to tell you. I'll tell you after this. So Harley okay. Quinn, number 13. We're going to have another bat book in my mind. We're going to have the verdict story starting out proper. The as verdict they is end in. up saying. So Apparently the verdict will be in. We'll see. What that is, we also have Robin, number 12, like you were saying. The and, Demon Within. Yep, so we'll see what that is all about. The Road well. to the Shadow War. Let's see if we get more of the sexy Rachel Ghoul, because I need more of that in my Me life. Too. We have Task Force Z, number Again, 6. Again, I'm saying I'm calling this another bat book. Does that count in your mind? I don't think it's quite a it's bat re- book. It's it run is, by Red Hood. It is, but it's... Well, in well, Gotham. Let's pretend it is. I swear to God, on the cover of this, they're on top of a Batmobile. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's called The Bat and the Furious. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, no, Eric. I don't think that those all Bane, add up. Zombie Bane is there. I don't think those add up to a bad book. Mr. I, Bloom. I, to me, this is more Central City type of book. Man, here. Bat, Flash and Deadshot. Fast for C, number six. We're on the cover with Red Hood. In the things the that Batman book. In the things that I'm going through all these, usually you do get the DC versus Vampires uh, this week. It does seem yes. like maybe that was delayed, which is a shame because I'm looking forward to the next issue of that as well. Task Force C, we're kind of there with it. I, I just need it to kind of give us a little, um, but maybe we'll have it now that they're kind of gone rogue, Eric, right? Speaking of which, that's a little tie-in, a little segue. There is a Black Label Rogues book by Joshua Williamson. I don't know that we're going to be dealing with that, but just to let everybody know that that comes out next week. But we still have others, Eric. Teen Titans Academy. Oh Part my four God! Of the War for Earth Three. That's not a bad book. So there Again, you go. In that whole thing where you have a Nightwing Owl Man and <laughs> a Talon. That's what you're gonna go with. You're just gonna force this. Ah, that's more War for Earth. You like, can't. On the cover, that. you have Donna Troy, Starfire, and Cheetah. So like, it's not exactly like front and center, but you do have the idea where there's a Nightwing Owl Man and a Talon. Son of a, part a gun, of this book. Eric. Uh, trial. So maybe, and the thing is, and that's just for the t- that, like the War for Earth Three parts of the book. Like, you know, if you go to Teen Titans Academy. You have a bat pack in that. I don't. I don't consider Does that. that count? A, no, no, I don't consider okay. that a bat book. Any okay, this sort is Teen Titans. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's more of a Titans okay. deal, and really is ending soon. So led by Nightwing. Trial of the Amazons, Wonder Girl, uh, number one. So we'll get that. Uh, see what one that does. The yeah. special of Wonder Girls. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that, Eric. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some more information of Yara Floor out of this and her entire run before. It'd be it. nice. But Joel Jones is writing it, so who knows? She's kind of struggled with information. Well, she was told, like, you got to do something. Maybe. And she said, oh, shit, okay. That would be cool. Uh, just a quick deal. Also, with that, two of those will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Uh, uh, and they'll be on the Patreon spotlight. <laughs> they'll be oh God, they'll be on that. <laughs> they'll be on the Patreon go. spotlight if you want to get involved with that. Go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash science. And coming up. In a couple weeks, the last week of this month, we have a Patreon-only show because it is an annuals week. And that's how we do do an annuals week, baby. I mean, that's what they say, right? Don't read comics. That's what they say, Eric. I mean, that's how I hear it. Uh, but the one thing I was going to tell you earlier, I actually played a little pickup basketball today at the Y. I was going to bring this up Who earlier up? to you. Well, you know, a big guy came up. And I, I just want to ask you really quick. What do you think happened in this pickup game? I was shooting a couple guys. Hey, you want to play? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get in shape or whatever. And yeah, I'll play. 
So what happened there? Did A, I get you in a fight? You didn't make any friends, I know that. <laughs> did A, I get in a fight? You know, B, did I end up pulling every muscle in my body? Or C, did I end up being yelled at for bad language? What What is your pick of all of those? Is there a D, all of the above? There is there, because that's what it was. <laughs> I ended up getting in a shoving match. You were just the guy. worst person ever. I think the shoving match why? pulled a couple of things. Why I'll can't tell you just you why? play a football basketball outside people of school? Will, people will understand. This was just at the Y. Right? A bunch, yeah. of, bunch of schmucks. But bunch you end of up... people paying to be there trying to have a good time. I got you. So what happens is when I play pickup basketball, and this is something forever, where and I again, play exactly when you say you play, how long ago well, was it? This was a while. But when I play, okay. the idea where you're, you're playing there and you foul somebody, you call your own fouls. If I end yes. up fouling somebody, I'm like, hey, I fouled you. You know, that's how you do it. No, no, no. This one asshole just kept yelling, oh, I was fouled. He just kept yelling it. And there were points where he was not fouled. Uh, I was guarding him. You know, with this, so I, little, I just, I kept getting, going I kept on getting like how bad you mad. I did, sometimes I did, and I'd say, "Hey, foul!" You know, put up my hand. Foul. This guy, every, oh, he fouled me. Oh, he fouled. And then when I That's would why I don't say, play "Wow, it's one of the many reasons why I don't play he basketball." He didn't call anything. This guy, at one point, I go for a shot. He literally, he grabbed my wrist, and then I'm like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "I did nothing. All ball." I'm like, oh, ball. I threw the ball at him. I ended up him. And then he went to push me. I pushed him first. He fell down. People started grabbing me. How and old then, was this guy? And he was probably like, mm, maybe like 10. Like, no. He was he was probably like 40. These were okay, all so older guys. So, yeah. So, I, I was pissed. Oh, shit. Don't call him now, older guys. I was pissed. And, and so, with that, though, okay. while we're am playing. I, am I an older guy? <laughs> I, I took a three and miss. I'm like, fuck. And, uh, you know, just, and, and hey, those kids here, watch your land. I'm like, I know, my kid's over there. Logan, I look over at points. He's my just, kid over there who's yelling fucks over there. He's just shaking his head. The whole time when we're going, because he was oh, playing with tell. some younger kids. They had their own game going on. But I just, I ended up realizing by the end, I want to get in shape and I wanted to do all these things. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll just work what out if, on I my I want to get in shape, but I don't want to make any friends. No, I, I no friends. That they're not going to want me to play anymore. I got so angry at these people, and they were, eh, I don't know. They seemed to Can't all be friends. Can't you just go with the flow, still. Jim? No, this guy was, I was going with the flow. I end up like, the hey, thing I is, found If you think you. they're all friends, and obviously they all think that that guy's bullshit with his fucking fouls. Probably. I was so mad. And I'm just like, yeah. But what you don't do is get into a scuffle with them when they grab your arm and say, I didn't do nothing wrong. You can yell at him. He was going to push me. I, I really. You let I, him push I, you I then. I kind of decked him. I, I ended up, he, he went down. Him. Yeah, he went down. He went down hard. What the fuck is wrong I with pushed you? Him. Why? He came at me to push. I ended up, mm, right in. Got him. Jesus Christ! I said that at problem. the end. I said to Logan, "That's you're lucky it." You're not arrested. I said those guys are lucky that I'm not in that great a shape, or I really would have yeah. freaking destroyed them. So what you're so telling angry. your son is, you know what, son? They're lucky. Damn right, because I'm a psychopath. Exactly. I said they're lucky. I didn't have the opportunity to be more of a psychopath. He ended up saying that's the funny thing. We get done. I go and get him and everybody. And by the end, everybody was kind of cool. I think. That's what they I always were. think. They I know really that were. they were really bad mouthing me, but I go over to Logan. Logan goes. What the hell is going on? That all of a sudden, look, because I hear yelling. I look over, and two guys have you pulled back, and you're trying to get away. <laughs> I'm like, that's just what happens. I can't do this. So I decided, no more pickup basketball. I'm I think done. you might even have to find a new gym. It was fun, <laughs> actually. I, I it got my blood running, and I was like, all right, where's the hockey? This Let's is what go. it feels like to be alive. Dude, I'm like, now I'm going. I'm like, this is good stuff. And then right away, we come home, and Logan's like, get this, mom. And then she's upset. And, uh, of course she is. 
Smackers like, oh, you shouldn't have played any sports. Why did you play? You know, I'm sitting here. I'm with Tanya. I actually said, like, it's one of those where, again, if people have been involved. It's in like this, if you're recovering an AA and somebody says you want to drink. The answer is no. I you said have no. It. I said, ah, no. No, come on, man. And then somebody might have called me chicken in my head. Very com- I happen to be a very competitive asshole who will start a fight because I can't be around others without restraint. I so actually no, thought thank you. by the point I was like, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to care. I'm just going to, this guy just kept doing it and kept oh foul foul i'm like that was not a i'm getting mad now again i just hate that i hate when people it's you know mr foul everything but he misses a shot nobody's near him foul i'm like you're foul yes but you, you suck well, this is why i don't watch I think, I, I think i might have told him he sucked too at one point too i was so angry that was that, Eric, and then we left. <laughs> I'm like, I probably won't go back on the weekend. Now that I've ruined these people days, I told him it was like son. three times. I said, Nah, I'm not really into that. I'm just here shooting. No, come on, we need one more guy. We need to even up. We need to even it. The way that you're talking about this, I'm really shocked that you didn't do like a lot of drugs in high school because apparently all the people have to do is ask you three times. Well, that's the thing. They started making it into any sort of sport or something like that. I always want to get involved, but I really didn't. Drugs are different, Eric. Crack is right. whack. That's I what like I say. They might be at the end and probably would mellow me out. But I, I ended up, I've been working out. I've been trying to, you know, do some little basketball. So I thought this was going to be a way that I can gauge how far I've come here. And it didn't work Instead out. of your physical reaction, I think it's, it's gauged your mental reaction to things. Also, I wasn't really shooting a lot. I was passing a lot. And this one guy on, on my team kept saying, well, you, you got to shoot more. I'm like, I'm going to punch you too. I, I don't need you to give really? me your little coaching deal come on it's a pickup game i was having some good assists i'm really surprised you talked to anybody i had some good assists they were pretty cool but nobody was really again when you play sports that really leads to you to be able to talk to people usually in a good way not this time eric it was trouble but that was then i might have more more tales of jimmy at the y yeah if they allow me the picture will be on the freaking it was more of the cursing it was more like, again, I don't Not yell at other people. No, that, and it was pushing the chest is what it was that he ended up falling. Then. And that guy, he wasn't very good, though, Eric. I was, well, I was pissed off. You do hit people off. off the center of gravity, so that is sense. true, so I got him. But with all of that, as we said, two books, uh, the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Well, I'm uncomfortable uh, now. You can end up going off now and listening to us talk about the titans united number seven the end of that hyper time series and also the world's finest batman superman's world's finest that we really did enjoy so hugs not drugs and not violence kids yeah sports are fun though it lets you get your anger out erica i don't know if a Again, pickup so game is that sort of deal but hey yeah that's true maybe i'll start doing drugs but now. also hugs. be a weird sort of turn in my life where i'm just like yeah. hey I'm going to go down in the basement. I'm Maybe there. it's a midlife crisis situation. Tie, just get tie really it off. Pills. I'm like, eh. Well, you could honestly just smoke some weed. It's I don't fine. like needles, so I, I couldn't yeah, do that. Right. I'm not going to do that shit. But, and that's maybe that's the only thing that stops me. Just my hate of needles. No. Not that I'd probably die. I don't no. know, Eric. Who knows? Maybe that. Maybe by next week I'll just tell you I'm on the drugs big time. Just the idea that you haven't done any drug, let alone smoke, is not just the fact that, like, maybe it's just because I don't like needles. No, it's not that you're a puss. <laughs> I am a bit. You're afraid of it the entire time. I no know matter what, what I'm afraid. I'm afraid because you know me. I would end up like, I start doing drugs. Boy, I'm going to start doing drugs. I know I won't be able to stop. So I have a little willpower. I should be a Green Lantern, Aaron. Right? Yeah. Little construct of some little guy that comes and pushes people What's down. What's the emotional color for lying to yourself? Uh, <laughs> that would be uh, brown. 
I'm yeah, a okay. brown lantern. That's what I am, and it matches. It's like my undies, Eric, right? Yeah. But then in the front, I'm scared. I'm a yellow lantern. Oh, my goodness. That's the only way I know how to put them on. Hey there, everybody. But that's it. That is it. Just remember, though, before we go. Go read yeah, right. comics and like with we always all, say a weird science. I mean, that should actually that is a really cool outro deal. Now, Manship might be on solid gold here, but what do we say at the end of the podcast, Eric? Everybody have a great week. We keep it weird. weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in a seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.